0: Hello all guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome to the newest episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast, brought to you on YouTube, on Spotify, on Google, and Apple podcasts. I'm Austin, I'm a knockout Watch a lot of wrestling.
1: I'm David, and like a pretzel that has yet to be turned its signature shade of brown and added onto the the na2 that adorns it like the glisten of the gods i bring to
2: you new eyes new words and old hearts to create an image of destruction incarnate. And if this makes no sense to you,
3: welcome to this fucking arc. It's the ultimate warrior. Oh,
0: that was not a bad. Parody that, that, that was of all, Ultimate
3: warrior speak.
1: That was all to say that I am a noob. Could you tell? Neither yeah, could I. Not,
0: not, not a bad impression. <laughs> not a bad impression yes. of how the warrior.
1: Likes yes. his
0: Promos.
1: I did it. I do, well, okay, but I haven't sorted about ten lines of code beforehand. But, but 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 regardless, I I feel very proud that I can do it without uh, medical assistance. You know, I didn't need roids um, to you're, to, you're to reach natty. that level of promo writing. You're I'm na- natty. I'm Natty you're when it comes to ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. Thank you. <laughs> I'm Natty on Ultimate Warrior promos,
3: bitches.
0: Yeah, we are we are back in 1990 <laughs> on the road to WrestleMania Six. The ultimate challenge.
1: The ultimate
2: challenge
0: has been given out. Last time we were here, yes, was the February third episode of WWF Superstars, Ooh, the first show after awesome. the Royal Rumble, and mm. Hogan and warrior both issued the challenge to each other. Uh, Hogan cited this ultimate warrior as potentially of the devil. Ah, uh,
1: yes, of course. A,
0: a facet of this storyline that has been forgotten to time.
1: <laughs> it's just, just disappeared. We didn't, we didn't need to, the, that, that part for the history books, just toss that one out there. It ultimately got lost. The, there is so much unhinged bullshit amongst this whole arc that like, so much of it is just going to fall to the wayside that in any other arc you'd be like, "Whoa, hold, whoa, hold, whoa, 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 go, go the fuck back." What did you just say?
0: Yeah. So mm. we it's we're we're skipping ahead a few weeks tonight to uh, the February twenty sixth episode of Prime Time Wrestling.
1: Ah, seven p.m. Bitches, I presume. Anyway,
0: or I don't know when it aired. Um. So let's talk about what's happened the last few weeks. And honestly, oh. not a lot. Not a lot I'm of ground. I'm sorry, what? Co- not huh? a lot of ground mm. covered in the last few weeks. You know. Uh, uh,
2: uh,
1: t- 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 tengo, tengo preguntas. Uh, t- Warrior and Hogan are like the main characters right now, correct?
0: Yeah, but they're like barely interacting with each
2: other. Uh, uh, t- Pregunta. Uh, uh, WrestleMania
1: is, is a May or is a March pay-per-view, right?
0: Late March, but yeah.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. Fine. Pardon it's me. April,
0: April 1st. Oh yeah, because that's oh, okay, I remember okay. I remember that okay, because, he, because I remember that because Heenan said they named a whole day after Hogan and Warrior. It's April April 1st, April Fool's Day.
1: I mean I mean, when Heenan's spitting, he's spitting. Yeah. Um. But okay, okay, I I can't actually get too mad at that. A whole a, a month plus a month and, and a week left to build. Okay, that's that's fine actually.
0: But what what has happened is after yeah. they laid down the ultimate challenge ah! uh, on February tenth on on Superstars, uh, President Jack Tunney gave an address. Explaining that Hogan V Warrior would be the main event of WrestleMania 6.
1: Oh wow. Determined that far out. That's exciting. Buy your fucking tickets, bitches.
0: Yeah, man. They started they started hocking the, the telephone line to call Ticketmaster and get your tickets to WrestleMania Oh VI. yeah,
1: you this is this is some uh this is some uh CM Punk is is the uh is, is going to main event the first episode of Collision like fucking three weeks out or whatever, right? This is this is buy your motherfucking tickets, bitches.
0: Yeah. The thing to note, though, is that Tunny didn't explain what titles, if any, would be on the line, right, going in. He just said oh, it will be Hogan heck, versus still Warrior. They're
1: still both champs, right?
0: Yeah, That's that was kind of the question is... Hogan's the WWF, the WWF champ. Warrior's the Intercontinental champ. I see, what, champ. What belt's going to be on the line? What happened? A lot of the heels in this point in these couple of weeks have been like, well, guess what? The, the main event of Mania will, in fact, be for no titles because we're going to win the belts.
1: <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I kind of like that as an angle. That's actually really interesting.
0: Yeah, so for a couple of weeks, there's been a little bit of a drama about like, what titles are going to be on the line. And in fact, I picked this episode because I felt like we need to do one of two Jack Tunney announcements that happen in this feud. And so I picked the one where on this episode, he is going to say what titles, if any, will be on the line.
1: Oh, shit. Do we get like the heel scramble a bit here too?
0: We... I watched it as part of the two weaker. Okay, part. it's kind of like the the last ditch efforts to get these belts away from the current baby what you, face. What shorts. do you
1: mean last ditch? They have over a month.
0: Yeah, well, well, you know, once it's set in stone, it's kind of like respected. Like, okay, that's the time. Okay, no more title.
1: Lame, lame. Un unbelt these bitches. Holy shit! I would I would do everything in my power to personally murder Hulk Hogan with an announcement made that far out. Are you kidding me? Fuck give give me that title and I'll show you all up.
0: Yeah, I don't know. So, I think I just um, think it'd be
1: funny to, to to watch the heels really scramble for this one like sure. for a long period of time.
0: But in that leads to kind of the big show that kind of happened in between since we The big gone, show
1: Ga-ga. is
0: g- y- well, well. It's, the, it's the main event.
1: <laughs> oh shit.
0: The main event because last time we talked about Saturday night's main event the main event is kind of a spin-off of that same idea uh yeah. except it, it it except they air on fridays in like prime time
3: oh. um,
0: in fact uh the original it's been a long time since we did this episode on the podcast but that Hogan Andre match that we watch with the fake referees and with Andre the, becomes And, the and the,
1: I am I am relinquishing the title yeah. to Ted DiBiase. That
0: was on the very first edition of the main event.
1: The main event. So how did yeah. they justify the main event as a TV show? Like whose spot did they usurp to get that?
0: It was just kind of an annually an annual thing at this point. Just, just they just oh. had a spot. They just had a spot in February. NBC just had a spot in February, I guess. Um, sure. But uh, on February twenty third, so we are kind of just out of that. The main of the main event had two matches, two title matches. Uh, Hulk Hogan versus the Macho mm. King Randy Savage in a WrestleMania oh. five rematch. they kind of advertise it as like the final battle of the mega powers. Um, Oh,
1: that's exciting.
0: And then ultimate warrior versus Dino Bravo to kind of pay off that long running thread that Dino of of Jimmy Hart's boys targeting warrior for the IC. Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. That all that shit.
0: Yeah. So at the main event, the the big hype match was Hogan Savage, obviously. Uh mm-hmm. and in fact, they had a special guest referee. Uh they they for a long time they were advertising Mike Tyson because he was the undisputed boxing champion of the world. Uh-oh. And then like oh, did two he go weeks, and fight
1: somebody's ear off?
0: No, much less, much less controversial. A couple oh. weeks before the show, he lost the title. To Buster Douglas. Oh no! And so the WWF just slotted Buster Douglas in there. They said Tyson, get the fuck out. Jesus! Champions only. Oh my fucking
2: god! That's really fucking funny.
1: Oh my god, Hogan is Hogan is out here being like, I only work with real champions, dude. Yeah, what so- the fuck?
0: So like both men, both Hogan and especially Savage, like threaten, like "Oh, you better call it down the middle, Tyson slash Buster Douglas, or I'm gonna give it to you."
1: (laughs) Buster Douglas said, "I dare you to try." I murdered Mike Tyson.
0: Well, so we get to the match. Uh, The match is pretty good, Um, but he they, they basically have like regular ref. Earl Hebner, and then and then um, the guest rat, Buster Douglas, hangs out on the outside of the ring to help keep the chicanery on the low. Second pair of eyes. That sounds um, like a
1: slightly wasted use of your Buster Douglas. Well, so it's because sure.
0: Buster, Buster Douglas can't call the match like a referee.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Ref, and so <laughs> Would Mike Tyson have been asked?
0: No, they, he would have done this. He would have also been an outside referee.
1: Sure. Okay, fine.
0: Anyway, the the outside referee gimmick is used to just, like, give them an excuse to do a couple guest spots, but not have to, like, actually manage a match like an actual pro wrestling referee has to do. Fair. Anyway, he catches Sherry cheating and throws her out of the match. They even pause the match because... He like forcibly walks her backstage to make sure she doesn't, she actually leaves and they pause the match until Buster Douglas comes back. That's funny. Uh, and then in the match, there's a ref bumping bump and Hogan and Buster Douglas has to run into and count the pin for Hogan to win. And it's a little fast,
3: uh-oh. Uh-oh. You. And Savage Uh-oh. is like, who, who you <laughs>
0: and so he said he's Savage spends some time posturing at Douglas while Hogan sits in the corner and is like, I'm just gonna watch how this plays out. <laughs> he's just I'm gonna grab the popcorn. Um
1: absolutely as 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 I, I would also do.
0: And then one time when Savage is posturing at, at you know, threatening Buster Douglas. Hogan just walks up, pushes Savage into Douglas, and then Douglas not hits Savage with a knockout punch.
1: Hogan got bored, so he's like, "All right, I'm gonna fucking speed this up." All dude.
3: right, let's get uh, to the part I here for.
1: Let's, yeah, <laughs> it's actually really fucking good. Hogan's like, oh, Hogan's like "Hey, Savage." fuck you, and and push them into the arms of the man who was good enough to beat Mike Tyson.
0: Hogan Hogan
1: was trying to watch fucking, fucking Savage get murdered. Oh, boy.
0: Yeah, so Buster Douglas wrecks Macho King shit, and that's the end of that.
1: (laughs) I adore that.
0: And then, uh, in the main event is Dino Bravo and Warrior. Uh, Warrior wins with rel- with pretty much no shenanigans, and then but then after the match, the Canadian earthquake gets in the ring and oh, starts yeah. beating down on Warrior, and he threatens to do a top rope like splash, like he threatens to do like his finisher where he sits on you from the yeah. top rope to oh, Warrior, Jesus. and it's Hogan not
1: his finisher by default. <gasps>
0: oh, Hogan runs out. And knocks Earthquake off the top rope and sends him out of the ring. Oh! Hogan saves Warrior. I will
1: say, I highly doubt this was intentional. But there is something kind of beautifully poetic about Hogan making a save spot for, like, the second biggest dude in the company. uh, Again? He kind of has... Well, on the same night that he kind of has his final showdown with Randy Savage, um, or supposedly final showdown with Randy Savage, anyhow. Um, like last
0: last time until, is, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's the last time till they both are in WCW, actually. So oh you know,
1: shit. Well, well, then there you go. Um, so as the, like an ending of the Mega Powers, like that all got started when Hogan came out to make the save on Savage, getting the Honky Tonk Man beat down. And now, fucking, he's doing the same for Warrior. That's actually really, like,
0: interesting
1: um so then the men you know they do doubt it was intentional but yeah yeah.
0: they do some they do some some fragile male ego posturing after between warrior and hogan and then they get promos after this to explain it and hogan was basically like i did what i did brother because i don't i'm keeping an eye on you 24 7 warrior because i don't want you to get hurt i don't want to scratch on you before our match and wrestlemania okay and then a
3: warrior is like, I, d- I did not need your assistance, Hulk Hogan. I have the power of the warriors that stand on my back. I feel like, I feel like people
1: standing on your back would hold you down and like impede you.
3: But
0: then warrior also, he's okay. So warrior is standing in this locker, in his locker room in this giving this interview mm-hmm. and Uh, All around his locker room is a bunch of memorabilia
3: for warrior. And he's like, see how my warriors support me, Hogan. I have their power.
0: And then he points out these like one little thing over here, like on one thing on like one of the lockers.
3: And he's like, see Hogan, red and yellow, Hogan, the colors of the all Hulkamaniacs. They are doubting Hulk Hogan uh, that you are the strongest. Force in
2: the oh w- no!
1: Uh oh! Uh oh! Vince is like, I feel like Terry's getting old, so we gotta start to bury him a little bit. He's given he's given Warrior like a little trowel, and he's yeah. like, and he's like, hey, hey, Warrior, see if you can't like convince the fans that actually they fucking hate Hogan now.
0: That actually Warrior is better. That's right.
1: Yeah, in uh, every conceivable way. Which like you know. You know, I am d- d- our 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 loyal viewers will know that I am uh, uh very sparing in my praise to Terry Balea, but if I'm comparing him and Warrior as wrestlers, I will take him over Warrior any day. <laughs>
0: But so that's the angle a l- a light little angle they sprinkle they're throwing in here this idea that Hogan is obsessed with this idea of like who's the strongest because on some level Hogan is afraid that he's not anymore.
1: Again, Again that's actually a really interesting thing to explore with the Hulk Hogan character. Too bad this is WWF in the 80s.
0: Yeah, there's not <laughs> well, they're not going to explore this as fully fuck. as they could.
1: I feel like I feel like I'm definitely broken recording right now because I feel like I've definitely said shit about like the storylines of this era and maybe even storylines that have to do with Hogan. If only it weren't '80s WWF booking sensibilities to go along with it, because if it weren't, then we could actually do some really interesting stuff with this.
0: Yeah, so that's the kind of the groundwork that's been covered um this week uh, for hogan and sat hogan uh hogan and warrior all right i'm gonna i'm Mm -hmm. gonna read kind of read through last time's superstars events and kind of just cover what's changed since then um dusty roads uh it's been made official a lot a lot of wrestlemania six matches have been made official right now with one of them
1: over a month left. Oh boy!
0: Right, one of them is Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire versus Randy Savage and Queen Sherry in a mixed tag team match.
1: It's the dream, Daddy. Well, it's a bit of a nightmare because I, I I hate mixed tag matches, but you know it's it's close. we're gonna get Daddy.
0: Yeah, so not a lot of not a lot of plot progression there because Savage has been focused on Hogan because he had the spend title match Spin those wheels.
1: Spin those wheels.
0: Yeah, um, Brutus Beefcake, uh, Brutus Beefcake, and Mr. Perfect has been made official for for WrestleMania. Um, Perfect wants revenge on Brutus Beefcake for uh, for what happened at the Rumble, shaving the head of the of of the genius. And in fact, they've made a running bit now of the genius is very tightly wearing that, that graduation cap of his, refuses to take it off because he has a big bald spot now.
2: Wait, they just made poor Lanny Poffo go around with that fucking bald
0: spot? Yeah, just keep, keep Holy the hat shit. on.
1: shit, that's so...
0: But, like, my
1: man had to do that in public, too. That's so sadistic.
0: Well, that's wrestling for you. Um wow.
3: so Jesus
0: just buzz cut (sighs) whatever uh rick the model martel um he introduced and he hasn't really been doing much story-wise and he will not at mania do anything big story-wise but uh he did go on the brother love show and introduce one of the most iconic parts of his character the his line of perfume arrogance that he will squirt out of a huge like it looks like one of those things you like like be
1: uh, the bee, beekeeper, like the, beekeeper. The, the smoke, the smoke, the uh, the beekeeper yeah, smoke a
0: things.
3: yeah, smoker, yeah, yeah
0: out a of smoker, yeah, smoker, it's air, but air, arrogance by the model. His, his this is a big not character beat to his, so it's kind of a cute thing to bring up,
1: you know, not a bad name for a fragrance. I would buy that fragrance,
0: yeah. Uh, the hacksaw Jim Duggan, uh, just had a match with Honky Tonk Man where he smashed Honky's guitar with his two by four.
1: Oh no.
0: Honky Disgusting. Tonk Man versus Hacksaw Jim Duggan. What a match that would oh, be. Oh
1: boy. Starting. I'm willing I, I I'm willing to reevaluate Honky Tonk Man, because I feel like I gave him kind of an unfair shake the last time we saw him. But like Hacksaw Jim Duggan on the other hand, oh Brother,
3: no,
0: okay. So, no. the other big story thread that's actually progressed since the last time we were here DBossy and the DBossy Jake Roberts, big boss man. Uh, trying, oh, to- yes. So, last time we were here, the big boss man had his big baby face turn. As DBossy's mm-hmm. newest scheme to get back the million dollar belt stolen from him by Jake Roberts is to pay off big boss man to go get it. However, Big Boss Man wasn't comfortable with the idea of being paid off to do the yes. dirty work of a guy uh, to do dirty work, and so he turned babyface and gave the bat Jake the belt back. Um, we we it, two matches have been made official for WrestleMania. First is Jake Roberts versus uh, Ted DiBiase it, for the Million Dollar Championship has been officially oh. made for Mania. And then after, the other thing is after that is Big Boss Man, is after uh, being humiliated publicly like that, um, the Ted DiBiase went back on the Brother Love Show. They are doing the Brother Love Show like every fucking week now. Oh, God. Um, But he went back on the show and revealed that he has got a new, that he has paid somebody to deal with the Big Boss Man. And it is akeem the african dream
2: oh no
0: slicks reverend slicks other client and former tag team partner of the big boss man and it's now been made official big boss man versus akeem at wrestlemania
1: couldn't have had a tag match we couldn't have had a, a a a a uh triple threat match. No, it's gotta separate it out and throw fucking Hakeem into this for so dear lord. Okay, fine. Fine. Yeah. Fine.
0: Also, uh, in the most recent episode of Superstars, which admittedly may be covered on this episode of Primetime Wrestling, because that yeah big, well big developments from superstars usually wind up on Primetime. So actually you know what? I will save it then now that I think about it. If oh. it doesn't come up, I'll bring it up back up in the back half. But I'm trying to avoid I watched the episode of superstars from February 24th, but I don't want to yes. talk about anything that happened exclusively on that show because it might get yeah. on this episode of Time Yeah, Time. just
1: in case. That's uh that's that's yeah. respectable.
0: All right. The Canadian earthquake has a match at WrestleMania against Hercules. Uh, these characters have Exciting. not interacted at all yet oh uh, good it's just been announced for mania and i'm like great it's
1: just because they're two big boys <laughs>
0: yeah uh the powers of pain a lot of guys have just been like still beefing and trash talking each other the bolsheviks and the fucking uh the bushwhackers um, oh, yeah. the uh the powers of pain and uh the heart the rockers but, you know, they're not really like progressing anywhere. Um, Roddy Piper and Bad News Brown have talked more shit to each other. That's the match that will actually be happening at Mania. Um, I think the most interesting, like the funniest thing to note so far of this feud is Roddy Piper cut a promo saying he went down to Harlem and talked to the people in Harlem. And he's, at, and he's like, and he was basically like, they all said you were basically a bully. So like he's like his bad news Brown. His whole thing is like how hard his upbringing was in Harlem, and how he had to fight for every single little thing, and blah 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 blah. And Roddy Piper's oh, like, boy. man, you. He's like, man, why are you talking a bunch of bullshit? You're just an asshole who bullied everybody.
1: <laughs> oh my god, fucking, like, fucking! Shut
3: the fuck up.
1: <laughs> oh my god, bad news. Bad news. Brown is out here just like decking his neighbors, and he's like, it's so tough. Growing, it's up so growing up
3: in the slums, Bam.
1: He's actually in like a. He's actually in like a. The, the Harlem people are like, yeah, he didn't fucking live here. He he grew up in like you know some middle class neighborhood. He just come around here to kick our kick up. us in the balls he, for some reason. He just, yeah,
3: he just showed up and picked fights in Harlem.
1: <laughs> I can see it.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's good. So okay, see, if there's anything. I don't think there's anything else that uh, want to bring up here. Um, oh, uh, the shen- the ongoing shenanigans of Bobby Heenan been fantastic. I just want to bring this up: is that Bobby Heenan, since they announced like how you can get tickets to rest to uh, to um, uh, WrestleMania, Heenan's been running a consistent bit on the of prime time of like trying to do like trying to run like a scalping business. Like as soon, like first, as soon as Gorilla Gate read out the telephone number to like call and get tickets, Bobby Heaton picked up the phone and tried to get like fifteen hundred tickets. I how they
1: have a phone where he can do that, like just on hand. They have a phone that he's able to do that. And Beautiful. then they had, a,
0: and then they had a bit where they cut back from a match, and only <sighs> Keen was in the studio, and he tried to like. He tried to like, and he was like literally like talking to the audience and trying to scalp tickets to them. He's like, "Oh I'll my still, god, still, I'll sell these tickets for a discount,
1: dude!" Dude, I I fucking wish. I doubt that. I doubt they they did this, but wouldn't it be so funny if they actually like placed Bobby Heenan outside the arena for WrestleMania and had him holding up a fucking scalper sign, going like, "Need tickets?" Question mark. Just just imagine that level. That of, would have been of dedication to the bit, i i hope please god when we get to wrestlemania please god let them have a, a skit of that i don't think they will but oh my fucking god that'd be such a good payoff
0: it would be so funny um
1: oh my god
0: all right and so we now thus we get to uh we are at now, the episode we're going to watch. Uh, if you would like to watch along with us, um, this these these episodes aren't on Peacock because Peacock's pre-raw um, con, con, uh, content is pretty rough for W. Yeah. Um, it's not great. You can find these episodes online. That's how we're watching it. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll be back in the back half to discuss the February 26, 1990 episode of Prime Time Wrestling. Yeah. And we are back. We have finished the February 26th, 1990 episode of Prime Time Wrestling.
1: Uh, yes, we have. Um, and uh, I don't... I, it, it's been a hot minute, I guess, since we've been... No, we, we went to Prime Time last... Uh, we were, last time we were in this arc we did primetime wrestling. I'm no,
0: we sure. were it's we watch superstars which is basically oh. the same thing but shorter.
3: Okay. Um,
1: okay, then it's been a hot minute since we watched primetime I feel like cuz the way we open this episode is something I don't remember um in previous primetime I could have just missed it or it could be like something they added later. They have like, you know, a whole opening sequence for primetime and it's it's got like a like a jazzy instrumental going. You yeah, know the, the, the trumpets blaring and all that jazz. Um. Uh. But we get like all these like random clips of Gorilla and Brain just like out and about, and they're being like really cute together. Like we have Brain pushing Gorilla in some kind of like push cart. I think I ship it.
0: Well, by this point, they've done a bunch of bits together, and it's become part of the appeal of the show. Is that Gorilla? Oh, this, this is so is... where Gorilla and Brain do bits. So. This is the
1: full appeal of watching main event for me is it's the gorilla and you you will you will see in my notes and my commentary that like the joy returns to my soul every time gorilla and brain are on screen together.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> And uh, they do yeah. open the show, and uh as is natural, they they try to do they do the announcing bit. Gorilla announces some of the stuff upcoming on the show, and he didn't try he didn't he didn't tries to throw to the Rick Rude feature right now, so they can leave early. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't
1: catch that, but that's great. No, um,
0: try, like after he mentions that Rick Rude is like the feature of the show, he's he is like, okay, go to that. Yeah, dude, that, was that like it's not movie. time for that yet. <laughs> But then he's Heaton's like, what do like- we do? We can leave.
1: <laughs> I love Heaton so much. Uh, yeah, the two of them together are utterly magical, and I will continue to highlight that for the rest of this mm-hmm. episode and every single time we cover anything the two of them ever did together ever. Um, yeah. uh, they, 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 they say that President Jack Tunney is here to make the announcement of um, what the which title is going to be on the line, and I I, I do want to say I made a note here. Austin obviously knows the punchline to this. I actually didn't off the top of my head, mm-hmm. so I made a note here. Of uh, this is verbatim what I wrote. I feel like there's a correct answer here as to which title is on the line, uh, but I doubt 1990 WF is cool enough to actually do it. Um, what, what well, did
0: think, what did you think they were they should have done?
1: Well. The, what they ended up. up doing is oh, the best okay. part. They okay. actually were cool enough. We'll get hey. there. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, all right. Uh, also, Heenan uh, mentioned so. So they they mentioned Jake the Snake Roberts, and Heenan insists that Jake Sna- Jake the Snake Roberts is better known as Fingers. What
0: I get what he's saying because he's got like because he's he's a thief, sticky fingers, fingers. I get where he's going with that, but also you're trying to make fetch a thing. Stop trying to make it happen.
1: (laughs) It's so nonsensical, but that's why I love it. Inject it directly. Um so uh opening match is um is 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 roddy piper is the name of the yep. man who i just went out of my mind for a second roddy piper versus a man who i thought for a moment might be bad news brown because i no. don't remember entirely well what bad news brown looks like and also uh uh they didn't announce who the fuck no they
0: was don't
1: uh, i this,
0: i don't have a name for this guy i, I have a name for everybody either. else yeah well then the, the, then we get it.
1: a bad news brown like picture in picture promo and I'm like, wait a minute, Bad News Brown has a full ass beard, not just a mustache. Yeah.
0: Bad news brown, he Brad News Brown, his promo is like whenever he gets his hands on Roddy Piper, whether it's in an alley on the street at the grocery store, he's gonna make sure that Roddy Piper doesn't make it to WrestleMania. <laughs>
1: yes he uh he's very determined and uh and somewhere uh v- vince said uh in the grocery store write that down write that down and and then, just, a, then, decade then a decade later he'll
0: just a decade later he'll start he'll be going through his old p- p- files in his office and he'll come across the note that said grocery store
1: true i and vince and vince looks at it, he's like what a genius what does it mean um yeah. i i'd like to believe that's how vince makes all of his booking decisions is he like makes a random note of something leaves it for a decade to ferment and then pulls it back out and it's like this is brilliant
3: amazing
2: um amazing
1: uh uh, <laughs> uh but yeah fucking uh i <laughs> i also want to point this out so i i want to share two two notes in a row that i have <laughs> So the, the audio on this particular episode, Austin, as you will concur, is not great. You you tried to fucking like call it a skill issue. Because I was watching I it on did. and you're like, and you're like, yeah, David, no, I just usually watch David, it. On my David David my
0: watched it first, and he and he he and I was like, I just watched it on my headphones, it'll be fine. And then I watched yeah. it on my headphones, and I'm like, God damn, the audio quality yeah. is shit.
1: Try to fucking gaslight me. Uh-uh. <laughs> um no, oh, no. Fucking, Oh no, good, good. So so two notes that I had in a row. The first note, God, I can't fucking understand the announcers here. Oh no, I actually have to pay attention to the work. And then directly after that is a note that just reads squash ass shit.
0: Yeah, I mean, Roddy Piper just kind of one-sided beats down this guy. He goes for a pile driver then he punts him in the face gets mad that that's only a two count and then he just hits enough suplex and pins him again but this time with only his foot on the guy and that's how oh, he wins wow.
1: the be- beautiful thank you right so yeah uh i actually didn't have to pay attention to the work because this match lasted negative five seconds um, Yeah um, um we,
0: we cut back to gorilla and heenan but whoever did this video cut off the intro to the bit so I yeah, understand yeah i was I, I was
1: talking about i can't understand half the shit they're saying it's not helped by the fact that motherfucking whoever edited this you know no shade you're you're sharing it for archival you're
0: doing program, you're, but, you're doing the lord's but work whoever having whoever this here, this, but also help,
1: like half the shit they talk about so it becomes even more incomprehensible it just felt like a fever dream without us without having to drop a single shred of acid i don't
0: i did know i way. I couldn't tell they were talk shit talking someplace some
1: country yeah they
0: mentioned lincoln tunnel and yeah that is the only identifier no, of whatever no they were fucking
1: about. no fucking like context anywhere and you know what maybe it's better off for it um, but
0: anyway WWF is coming to your area
1: uh, man, they one of their one of their uh, so so for so so it, it, it's like its own standalone advertisement and it's like graphics on the screen of like what locations they're going to, and um, and with each location they announce, um. They they announce like one featured match or at least one featured wrestler who's going to be on it. Yeah. One of these places they're advertising on fucking Dino Bravo versus Earthquake. E- imagine, fucking imagine selling tickets off of Dino Bravo and fucking Earthquake. What a magical during, time! Nineteen ninety one.
0: During this lengthy, during this like lengthy period like of watching these episodes, one they were hy- 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 hyping a show in Columbus for a while here and the featured performer is was brutus beefcake he was main eventing the columbus ohio show and i'd be like well be
1: fair, like i'm not getting tickets to that to be fair brutus does seem decently over in 1990 and i hate
0: and i hate 1990 wwf fans for it oh Um, i mean
1: i hate a lot of wwf fans across a lot of eras for many different things so you know understandable
0: but all right, it's time to get to the WrestleMania update. Uh, uh, yes, get that Ticketmaster number, baby. Also, I swear to
1: God, every time I see Jack Tunney, he looks different. Like, I I could have okay. I'm either remembering this one of two ways, and it's 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 definitely like the second way. But like, because because in my mind, for some reason, I always like imagine Jack Tunney is almost like. I don't know a Mean Gene look alike for some reason, but he's like no. this really like slender guy, full head of like silver fox hair. But I sort of got I I had a memory, and it must have been fully constructed of when we did Andre versus Hogan. It was like it was the fucking uh, Mean Gene look alike who came out as President Jack. Tunney. No, that was that, that, was, that
3: was
0: that was was that was the uh, that was the Berenstein Bears universe. What that was
1: that parents oh true true oh fuck i got mandela affected by jack fucking tunny get mandela
0: um, by jack get, Man-
1: get mandela brother um yeah fucking so oof ow owie i got a jack tunny jump scare um
2: yeah
1: and then and then uh i yes i uh in my notes um wait wait no way holy fuck they actually did it those mad meh oh i forgot to add the end there uh, those hey. mad men, they did
0: yeah so they basically jack tunney explains that he has deliberated for the past few weeks and that both hulk hogan and the ultimate warrior demanded to defend their titles therefore for the first time in wwf history it will be a title for title match those absolute mad those titles will be on the line
1: i can't fucking believe it um so yeah that is actually sick i was not expecting that i fully thought they were just going to be like it's just the it's just hogan's title fuck you but no they're doing a double title match and that's actually kind of exciting uh yeah. sick okay cool
0: and don't worry hogan and warrior have things to say I about plenty
1: it plenty to say about it all right all
0: right it's my time yet again here on it this podcast indeed you know something, Hulkamaniacs, champion versus champion is one thing. The Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan is another. But a title for title is the only way WrestleMania Six could go down. Jack Tunney, you're a smart man, dude. You realize that when the two strongest forces in the WWF collide, one will probably be wiped out. You know, warrior, don't get me wrong, brother. What went down last Friday night just wasn't an act of kindness, dude. When I saw the earthquake get ready to soar, when I saw that there may be a chance that you'd be wiped out and splattered all over the mat. That's why I came down, brother. I'm going to watch your back from now until WrestleMania six. I don't want a hair on your head, a scratch or mark on your body, warrior. Because when you get in WrestleMania 6 and Hulkamania wipes you out, we don't want any excuses, dude. You know, I've thought about this thing over and over again. I've thought about the Sky Dome. I've thought
3: about the intensity of all my Hulkamaniacs on my back, Jack.
0: Everybody knows that this is where the Hulkster's power lies. He's pointing in his open palm hand. Dude, okay. and I lie. and to I li- And as
3: I lock up with you, Ultimate Warrior, in my mind I can feel the snap, crackle, and pop of your wrist and your fingertips as you bend at the power of the strongest arms in the world. And then as I reach down and sit you up with a bear hug, Ultimate Warrior, as I can feel the life and breath of your darkness, of all your gods that you talk about being squeezed out of your body. And as the intensity level blows off the walls off the place, The roof of the Sky Dome will open up, Ultimate Warrior. And as Hulkamania is running wild with the whole world watching, brother, your gods as witnesses and mine will be up there. And that's where I'll strike you down, Ultimate Warrior. In the Sky Dome with the heavens, with the whole world watching. And what are you going to do with the largest arms in the world? And the Hulkster destroys you.
1: Yeah, okay. So Hulk is just des- descending further into the madness of his religious zealotry. Um, that's he great. really is. Yeah, my man my man's like thinking he's waging he and Warrior are waging some kind of like proxy war for the heavens of like Christianity versus godless paganism or something like that. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Um, but you know, but but also Austin, I'm I'm sensing undertones here. You know, I talked at the beginning here how cute. I found Mean Gene or not Mean Gene, uh, Gorilla and and Brain to be and you know their little cut together antics uh, uh, in the in the opening credits um, and how I ship it. I, I think there's a little shipping that needs to be done here. The way how much how much Hulk Hogan thinks about Ultimate Warrior. Uh, it's, a, how, it's a little How, little how, how desperately uh, how desperately too he he feels the need uh, to to protect not only protect ultimate warrior from harm but to like justify how it's actually a very selfish reason for him to be protecting the ultimate warrior from harm but he's he's very he's he, he wants to make sure that 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 sweet boy who he supposedly does not think too too, too hard about uh, is is remains well and unharmed and in in good spirit Um and uh, I I feel as though your your performance as well as your background gives a tremendous credence to to all of this. You know, I really felt the underlying sexual tension. So I'm going to give this one a now kith out of ten.
0: Well, I I, I hate to you I, you you don't want to overdo it with the Hulkster brother, but I I have I have I have found some song lyrics that I think adequately describe Hulk Hogan's state of mind right now, and I think uh, right now uh, the Hulkster needs to let it out. So it's like this, uh, like fire,
3: hell fire, this fire in my skin. Dude. Yo, wait, this burning desire, is turning me to sin, bro.
2: Wait,
1: wait, hold the fuck up. You might actually be cooking there, um, because Hulk Hogan is descending further into religious zealotry. See, out of out of nowhere, sees this weird like darkness in Ultimate Warrior's soul, but cannot cease his obsessive thoughts you might actually have a point there <laughs> <laughs> Hulk Hogan says mayo culpa brother
3: Hulk
0: Hogan as as uh,
1: Dom Claude Frollo
0: as Claude Frollo that's that yep that all checks out to me
1: Archdeacon of Notre Dame oh my god wait does this mean choose I choose some-
3: me or your pyre warrior oh
1: my god you know that could actually be that could actually be part of a hulk we gotta hulk. do
3: the whole fucking
0: we gotta do the whole oh, song no. as, a hulk, as a hulk hogan promo instead. oh
1: no oh my god all right so we have fan fiction that needs to be written of heenan and gorilla we have fan fiction that needs to be written of warrior and hogan and we also need to cast warrior and hogan in a remake of hunchback of notre dame uh yeah. beautiful
0: uh my my big note from this promo is um you know sometimes it's very meme-y to talk like have every single hogan sentence end with like brother and dude yeah, like yeah,
1: yeah it's, i it, did know it's, it's,
0: it's a bit of an excessive meme in some uh-huh. ways he has, he has had plenty of promos where he does not and literally every sentence with brother dude Jack. <laughs> this promo feels oh, like he's leaning in really well, hard at brother I dude did, Jack. I
1: did stop. I didn't make the full observation that you did, but I did notice it, the the amount. Ima- uh, it was very striking to me how I was noticing all of the brother dudes and Jacks in this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so something I will say though. Um, uh, we give him so much shit, but like, man, sometimes Terry could really be a good promo. And aside from the absolute like insanity of of the brothers, dudes, and Jacks proliferating every, literally every sentence, um, I felt like this one was actually pretty effective. Like it was, it was fucking insane. Don't get me it wrong, was. it was. It was deeply mm. fucked up, but like I was kind of feeling it. And there was a there was a cohesive narrative to be followed. Um, and he's telling the story well. Like, he he's a piece of shit, but man, he can't he sometimes he really could talk. Uh, and I hate to admit that, but I think it's kind of undeniable at this point. Like, man, mm. yeah, I get it. It's stupid, and I hate it. But I do get it also, like after listening to uh, another ultimate warrior promo, uh especially one with uh, on on a recording with not great sound quality, i I think an underrated part of Hulk's mic talent is that he's actually like really good about enunciating like he is every word he says comes through crisply
0: yeah. It- Hulk Hogan is super intelligible in that way, in a way that like so, there's so not many a lot of wrestlers dudes. are. There's a lot of shouty dudes in this era of time. That was the thing. Yeah, but Hogan, and, you could always tell exactly what he was saying, and I don't even know how much of it was a concerted effort on his part. Mm-hmm. I think he might have just had
1: a natural aptitude for speaking crisply.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh. So yeah. So. So Austin, uh, uh, I need, I, I need to set this up for our audience. Austin, uh, you know, he, he has his now recurring segment of, he's got to do one of the promos for each episode. He found himself at a bit of a crossroads here. Uh, cause there were two insane promos back to back. And, and so Austin was, was, was unsure of what to do, but, but never fear. David has a bit, um, uh, oh, yeah. So Austin so graciously hmm. passed off the Ultimate Warrior promo uh, to me for recitation, and I'm I'm not gonna do it like in a normal way because it's it's me. I don't do things in a normal way. Um, there were observations that I made about um, uh, this uh, this promo from our boy the Warrior that I I feel the need to share uh, in a sort of recreation of the promo itself. So uh, the promo begins as such. <clears throat> yeah, uh Warrior is a very sleepy boy actually. Uh some this some real honk. This is
0: the, this is the most time I've ever spent watching like week to week Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. I wasn't prepared for how much like low grap growly stuff he does. I don't know if I can
1: consider that growling. That was some honk shoe ass shit, Austin. <laughs> My man was a sleepy boy. He's trying
0: um, to snarl and growl, whether that comes across it, like that, you know.
1: It does not. Um, so I need to make it clear that for the duration, for, for a large majority of this promo, Warrior is not looking at the camera. My man is looking straight down, just right down to the floor, um, which only leads me to the conclusion that he had cue cards down there, and honestly, some of his delivery was broken up. That. Some of his delivery was broken up in such a way that made me believe uh, made some, me believe he that.
0: has some very awkwardly long pauses. Yes, shit.
1: yes. Um, so uh, I will attempt now to to recreate that in the in the proper manner. Uh, so again, let's get let me get the uh, uh, the onesie up so I get my full sleepy boy. Um, uh, affect going so, uh, yeah. oh, we're rolling.
2: Uh, uh, have we the uh, warriors ever gone into battle unprepared when that is the only what we live for to feel the combat and the rage and the challenges that come before us. Earthquake was nothing but another challenger. A man. A man filled with many great strengths to make the power that I command even stronger to to deal with. Who am I facing? Hulk Hogan! I need not You to watch my back. The warriors that ride with me will make the sacrifice. (laughs) The ones that fall. The others that stay will show no pity to those that were not strong enough to survive. Hulk Hogan, in my world, a, a place where you have come close but have never been belt's normal representations of champions. Wait, is that what the fuck he said? Yes. Wait.
3: Yes, what that's that what he said. Mean? I don't know.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, do, do not walk with the ultimate warrior. Uh, yeah, uh, I walk where you can no longer breathe. Hook, Hulk, Hogan. I walk where the pain I shall receive only makes me stronger. You, Hulk Hogan, have a question. I, Hulk Hogan, have the answer to that question. I do not need to know what is the most awesome force. Hulk Hogan, I am the only... Force.
1: I promise you. I promise you. I was only exaggerating that a little bit.
0: Yeah, no. Good, lovely job there. A
1: card out
0: of ten
2: is. uh, My man, like, legitimately, he was just looking down and spinning the whole time, and all I could have gathered was that there was
1: just a mess, a circle of cue cards for him to follow, and, like, fucking poor techies had to, like, whip them away with each one he
3: fit. So, unlike
0: Hogan, I had a much harder time following this promo. Anything he said? Um... I it, like I have individual points that I can remember, but there's not a cohesive through line. There here. is. Um, so,
1: okay, so I'm sorry. The warriors that ride with him will make the sacrifice. What are we going on? A, are, is he going on a fucking
2: suicide bomb?
1: Some <laughs> of you <laughs> may die,
3: ride. but that We're is there a there's sacrifice there's I, am I am willing to
2: make. To make. Yeah. What the. fuck does that mean warrior
3: and then not only are the one
2: crusade deus (laughs) vault warrior not
0: not only will some of you may his fans may die but his fans that don't die will have no pity to those that were not strong enough to survive this is, this is the, the ultimate warrior says, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Ultimate warrior says, I like
1: two virgins in paradise. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what is <laughs> happening?
2: Also, I, I walk where you can no longer breathe. Hulk Hogan. Fun fact, he was
1: referring to Chernobyl, which actually explains a lot about how warrior <laughs> got this way.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um... I, well, I, I walk like a. Take calming
1: strolls on Five Mile Island. <laughs>
3: that would explain <laughs> a lot about a
0: uh, warrior. Uh, if uh, <laughs> he <laughs> took regular vacations to Chernobyl.
1: Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, you were saying. <laughs>
3: Load up the rocket ship! And g- we must go, warriors! To the same- <laughs> to the sacred grounds yeah wait fuck, can i tell ta- you uh,
1: yeah true the dave's <laughs> vault am i right what what is this but uh hulk hogan in my world a place where you have come close to but have never
2: been belts normal representations of champions do not walk with the ultimate wo- what
1: what yeah, is that okay, yeah,
0: i i rewound a couple times to make sure i somehow didn't miss some part of the sentence because it didn't <laughs> feel like it made sense no no <laughs> i missed nothing
1: that's a, that's a run-on, or a fragment, or something. That is not
2: correct.
3: No, it is not. <laughs> what the fuck is if... happening?
2: Okay, so yeah.
3: And then in <laughs> the, the,
0: the end, he's like, I don't even care about your who is the most awesome force, Hulk
3: Hogan,
0: because I am the only force. So
1: yeah uh yeah hogan's trying to do the whole unstoppable force meets unmovable object although this week to be fair he did kind of lose the plot on that and just called them both unstoppable forces which okay mm. um and one here said actually no fuck you uh you uh you ha- you have either no mass or no acceleration hulk hogan and thus no force um
3: <laughs> you have no
2: acceleration hulk hogan and we all know by the formula f equals m m times a that means zero yeah okay
3: um second law dictates that you have no you are no force hulk hogan oh my
1: god yeah okay so so that happened uh we cut back to heenan and brain who were both just kind of like so that was a lot uh
0: (laughs) i did like heenan if i wasn't getting in for free i'd buy a ticket to see that
1: yeah, yeah, no, they were both they, they were both like, hmm, we're not entirely sure how to process that. And you know what? Same. Um uh cool. And another mash yeah. and
0: skipping <laughs> the things we don't know how to process. Akeem yeah. the African dream from the deepest, darkest part of Africa.
1: Yeah, the part with apartheid. I don't fucking know what <laughs> Yeah, they
0: must have meant apartheid when they yeah. said that.
1: Like, I assume He's meant to be from South Africa.
0: I don't know.
1: I don't care because either. I because either that or them just being abjectly racist. And I'd like to have some faith.
0: Um. Okay, I just I want to remind you what Wikipedia says they did how they got to this akeem gimmick Mm -hmm. first let's just go with this first paragraph because i think that's all we really need here in september 1988 one man gangs manager slick announced that gang was reborn as african and planned to embrace his roots an episode of wwf superstars which aired on september 24th 1988 featured a vignette with gene okerlund on location in an American ghetto that was dubbed the deepest, darkest parts of Africa, where dancers dressed as tribal Africans danced and chanted around a fire. Slick then announced that Gang would be known by his new name, Keem the African Dream, though Okerlund immediately called him out as the one-man gang. This vignette received some criticism as the car really? team delivered a promo in which he spoke with an extremely stereotypical jive accent and danced in the style of Dusty Roads while an African ritual took place in the background.
1: I'm sorry. I I blacked the fuck out and had a fever dream of what you just said. Clearly, you 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 you, you just described actually a very normal promo to me, and I just hallucinated the most unhinged racist thing i've ever heard of what
0: yeah so I, I i don't want to give them a benefit of the doubt on whatever they thought they were doing with a key no there
1: is no benefit of the doubt there there is no oh he's from south africa and we're trying to make a prescient point about apartheid no, no this is no oh no oh dear oh my uh okay at least he's a heel i don't fucking know and yeah he's playing, and
0: he's- He's facing Terry Zeller.
1: Yeah, Terry Zeller. Let's go, Jobber. All
0: right, Akeem gets a a picture-in-picture promo to say it's time for the big boss man to learn what the ball and chain feels like. And then Alfred Hayes is like, he looks big enough to eat the ball and chain. (laughs) Thank
1: you, Alfred. Thank you, Al. Um, Also, uh, something I realized, um, the... Aisle actually leads to the corner of the ring with like the steps and not like the center of the ring, the entrance aisle.
0: That's yeah. That that was I've the way they that. had, that was the setup they had at the time for a lot, for most for the most eh, part. Interesting. I've never really noticed that
1: before. <gasps> uh, I can, I can actually understand commentary for the first time. Lord Alfred is coming through crisp and clear. Um, yes. I forgot that while hakim uh, I either forgot or was never fully aware that while hakim and big boss man, were a tag team they were known as the. they were the twin, twin towers.
0: towers i said oh. that in the front half as well to remind us all but yeah they were the twin towers
1: oh no oh that no. name
0: that name aged poorly but not as poorly as the gimmick overall so yeah, yeah
1: well to be fair the gimmick was rotten upon delivery mm-hmm. um uh, yeah, let's go, her Boo this man. Uh, at least the audience agrees, and again, Hakeem's a heel, although I don't exactly trust that it'd be impossible for him to get over as a babyface with this gimmick if he plays- Right. They
0: never. They certainly never try. So, they never you
1: know. tried, which, you know, credit to them. But I feel like, you know, if Hakeem just managed to do just the right wacky thing to endear the audience to him, he could have kept this gimmick and he, people would have been fine his, with it. His
0: concept for like, all right, I'm playing, I'm embracing my African roots, is to kind of like look like me when I stim. This is apparently what he thinks is is this is going to work for him.
1: I don't. I can't even tell.
0: He's just wearing le, 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 cloth.
1: like it's it's. Oh my god. Okay, it's, it's fine. It's shit. Fine.
0: Anyway, Akeem hits a couple of splashes and wins. What do you think happened Yeah,
1: and and we cut back. We cut back to the control room with Brain and Gorilla. And Gorilla's like, man, that Terry kid was a little bitch.
0: Yeah. Okay. Gorilla is like, Akeem won't have it so easy at WrestleMania. He says Akeem is liable to be locked up and arrested. Uh, and he's like, I bet you, brain, I bet you've been locked up and arrested, haven't you?
1: I missed that part. He, uh, you he, know Heenan what? he was like, was like I've
0: never done anything against the law. Uh, exactly. And then Heenan is like, How could Boss Man have betrayed Slick like that? He, he just seems like
1: legitimately perturbed at Big Boss Man's face turn i love
0: that all of the heels are like completely disturbed at the idea of a guy not refusing to take a payoff like jesse ventura doesn't get it bobby heenan doesn't get it brother love doesn't get it
1: all right i have a noob question tm for you Mm -hmm. how how influential was like Heenan's gimmick at like uh uh, for, for the whole for the entirety of like the heel commentator game like were, were other heel commentators of the day, you know, the ones that did exist, like, as flagrant of contrarians as he was? Or, like, was his dynamic with Gorilla like, something, like, it was something that brought a whole new energy to the
0: game? I don't, I don't have enough to say, I don't have enough to knowledge of, like, what other companies were like to give an opinion about, like, contem- as a contemporary, what yeah. was Heenan's like? But you know, the because WWF uh won over the territories, even if it wasn't necessarily influential as a contemporary, like Heenan Heenan's dynamic with Gorilla became what I think a lot of people, along with Jerry Lawler, became their idea of like what a heel commentator looks and acts like.
1: Yeah, it set the trend. Okay, that's yeah, at least for audiences. Mm-hmm. if yeah, not, for an or, audience then can yeah. ripple out to the broader which
0: industry. then yeah like <coughs> that's fair um
1: mm-hmm. all right so yeah so that that was a whole thing um uh next match is haku versus smash because uh how how do we preview a mania match that, that's a tag match oh we just pit one member from each team against each other of course
0: some some things never change Um, you fools that's
1: not not gonna increase the rivalry in my gm what are you doing yeah idiots
0: um though it will increase the rivalry in extreme warfare revenge so oh if he you know mixed mixed results
1: Ah, i see they're playing on a different a different software Uh uh-huh yeah
0: any uh I did make a note that Gorilla, when he introduces this match as pream as like a preamble for what they're gonna for Mania, uh, he gives shit to Bobby Heenan because he's like, "You're gonna send Haku out there to wrestle one on one, and in a tag match, he does all the work anyway."
3: <laughs>
0: and Bobby's like, it "That's just strategy." Don't that's worry just, about that's
1: it. just strategy. I love that he doesn't even refute it. He he's just like, "Oh no, there's a reason for that."
0: Yeah. Cause obviously be a real reason, the real reason is Andre can't work anymore, but yeah.
1: that's really funny. Uh, yeah, no, there's a, don't pay attention to the depressing d- decline of Andre's mobility. It's, it's mm-hmm. strategy. Um, man, speaking of Haku sure does love to like splash a motherfucker. That's a, that's a mm-hmm. big part of my man's moveset. I noticed.
0: Yeah. Um, so we get Haku and Smash. It's it's a lot of them like punching each other, with yeah. occasional other moves in between.
1: Again, Haku doing a lot of splashing.
0: Yeah, Smash. I don't think is a very good singles wrestler. I no. think he's pretty good with demolition as a tag team, but as a solo guy, no. And yeah, he's he's not any better when he's the fucking uh, he's the fucking uh, Repo Man. I'll tell you that.
1: Wait, he's the Repo
0: Man. Yeah, same dude. What remind me which came first smash
1: oh how the mighty fall
0: yeah
3: yeah
1: jesus imagine going from like i don't love demolition just because like i don't know i have trouble connecting with like people of this era um but like i can respect that they're all right but like fuck it Oh, my God. Imagine downgrading from
0: Smash to Repo, man. Oh, no. It's a far fall for Smash of the of Demolition. Jesus,
1: what did he do wrong? Did he get caught smoking weed or something? Fuck, that's a punishment. Um, well,
0: Demolition was basically DOA once they brought in the Road Warriors because their whole gimmick was... The NWA has the road warriors. So we need a counter. I know we'll do demolition and then, and then Hawk and animal sign with the WWF. And it's like, what did we need? Why do we need second rate Hawk and animal for get the fuck
3: out?
1: Oh my God. Holy shit. That's so funny. Just spite Vince books on spite alone. It's beautiful. Um, okay, cool. Uh, so Haku tries to like pin smash, right next to the ropes like a dumbass um which you know i do that in 2k when i forget which button lets you drag what's his excuse i also um,
3: don't
0: remember the drag button and since they've redone the mechanics actually i don't ever remember what the drag button is
1: yeah exactly but i but don't gotta press a button he just gotta grab and drag uh so mm-hmm. this allows smash to get his second one because you know smash gets the rope break, of course um uh like i think he gets it like on the one too like it's not even close um yeah th- so so smash gets a second win from this and it's like no dumbass if you're gonna pin someone next to the ropes you got to do it from the other side because he also then p- hit pins haku next to the rope but he get he gets between haku and the ropes yeah like he's like no dipshit you do it this one <laughs> beautiful
0: but smash does not get a win uh one thing i will make note of here on commentary, Gorilla is talking with Tony Shivani about how is that Bobby Heenan is pocketing uh, all of Haku's money and is allegedly investing it. In what? Well, the, the joke is that Heenan's just stealing the money straight. Oh, up, and he's oh, just I'll claiming let, oh, that he is investing Haku's money.
1: So we got this great new thing for you called Bitcoin. <laughs>
0: Oh man, Bobby Heaton Heaton was working in 2020. Dude, imagine he he would have hopped cryptocurrency on air.
1: Imagine Bobby Heaton in the age of NFTs is all I'm saying.
0: Oh my god!
1: Oh yeah, baby! I can just Um,
0: hear. I can just hear Gorilla being. Making fun of NFTs now, and Bobby Heenan trying to sell them. Now, why
1: would I need, now, brain, why would I need a JPEG of a monkey that I can just download? I,
0: what, what, you, can well, just you, download you can just download it. You don't understand, you don't need, brain. It belongs to you. You don't, it belongs to everyone who buys the same NFT, brain. <laughs> now, 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 brain,
1: you, now, 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 gorilla, you clearly. Don't spend enough time on r slash Wall Street bets. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Okay. Uh, so anyway, yeah. uh, Keenan is incensed at the fact that that Haku lost like this skill issue, uh, and uh, he complains to he complains to Gorilla, and the, the interaction goes roughly like this. Well, they did, Well, Smash didn't get the pin there. Haku's shoulders were up. Gorilla said, his his shoulder. Blades are the or are what have to be down, and the Heenan stops for a second. and goes, "Well, sure. If you want to get technical, oh, you'll you'll get technical for 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 Haku and when, and it, comes right family, when it
0: comes to the Heenan family, you get technical.
1: The family, a technical, beautiful. And I then he's them. just like, he's I like these
0: these referees. Them. You wonder why I got to jump up there. It's because I got to correct these ham and eggers.
1: I love <laughs> these, them these so.
3: humanoids." <laughs>
1: I know, dude. I have to say, Heenan's Heenan's insult game—it may not be great burns, but man, he sure gets creative with his with his language. Yep. Um,
0: the humanoids is what he calls the stupid people. Humanoids.
1: Um. Uh. So do we cut? Do we cut to like uh uh? What's his nuts? At this, it's the point? first
0: time we go to Sean Mooney. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we go. We go to Sean Mooney, who urges you uh you the viewer whatever half you whatever you whatever you have to do to see this event do it you gotta Uh,
0: go to get to toronto
1: fun fun fact three people died due to this bit of advice
0: (laughs) sean whatever i have to do sean mooney has blood on his hands
1: (laughs) yeah right along right along with vampiro making people die of alcohol poisoning by saying brother too much
0: Yep. So he does his stupid shilling and he cuts to Roddy Piper cutting a promo. I didn't get a ton of this promo. Not there was a ton here. Yeah, but um was,
1: yeah, I didn't know note any I got like
0: the beginning and the end where he's like, ah, so you, talk, you talk a
3: lot, bad news brown. I talk a lot too, but I walk my talk.
0: And he like and then he says some shit. I don't even remember, but then I got down his final note lying because i feel like i needed to make we needed all to hear this i yeah. know a lot of black beautiful men i know a lots of black beautiful women and you ain't neither one of them brother
1: uh roddy piper
0: bisexual king i i also thought roddy piper bisexual king <laughs> i mean i mean that that fills my head with very
1: stark imagery i have to say also also, gotta give props to you. You're piper, very good. Um, yeah, uh, I try.
2: I I quite, I quite like it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yes. So Brody Piper just accidentally uh, spills to us what he gets up to on the weekends. Cool. Hey,
0: you, you live. Yeah. Your truth.
1: Um. Uh, then
0: we get then we get Heenan with the colossal connection where he's he just says super generic like if you think we're, they're gonna go out there and and lose, you're nuts. Okay. And you're wrong. Okay.
1: So I want to clarify this. So demolition have beaten colossal connection twice during this feud and still haven't taken the belts did did i understand that correctly i think i
0: think so what the
1: why why have they not been title matches
0: because the classic B booking you know you got to beat the champ to get a title match with the same champ you can't twice I've seen that before. Not good booking, mind you, but I've seen it. Um
1: insane. Uh but um, I the funniest
0: so, part, the funniest part is Heenan starts rambling about it. this is like the last time they're gonna get a shot at, col- <laughs> at, at the colossal
3: <laughs> connection. And then Ana goes, last time he got it right. Last time <laughs>
0: Well
1: well, I, I really need to emphasize this is really drawn out. He Heenan goes, demolition. It's gonna be the last time you and Andre just cuts him off and goes last time. God. I I also see th- this just makes me want the ghost of Andre the Giant to follow me around and emphatically repeat my main point in any sentence.
2: Any sentence.
1: He
0: reminded me of of when he was in the fucking like honeycomb commercial. <laughs>
1: He was in a honeycomb commercial?
0: Yeah, and he was, he's like, ah, a, a delicious honey taste. Like he, like he, like Andre like shows up at these kids, at this kid's tree house to kind of steal their fucking cereal, breakfast cereal. That's <laughs> and that, amazing. That delicious honey taste. And it's like, and I the, the, I, the way, like his tone and like his eyes, uh, bulging ass eyes, like reminded me of that.
1: Dude, every once in a while, Andre could just be a living cartoon character and it was great um so yeah that was that was funny i also got that um so next up we get dusty Rhodes versus conquistador number, number two where
2: is conquistador number One? First of all
1: <laughs> that's
0: an interesting question that we that's... don't have an answer to like um, is he one half of a tag team yes the um, conquistadors are a tag okay team.
1: And, and the best part is he is like the most generic looking luchador maybe ever. He's just in a
0: full gold body body bodysuit and mask, he says. And the mask
1: has no... It is just, like, when you picture a stereotypical luchador mask, it is that exact design. Um, Mm. Which I, I feel the need to point out, Robbie, friend of the show Robbie Vance, literally made a joke wrestler with this exact, like, naming convention. As a meme... He has the two luchadors gimmick, which is just one guy who's two different luchadors. And they, they don't have names, they're just luchador one and luchador two. Why are they doing this for real? What the
0: fuck? Yeah, the Los Conquistadors were a heel jobber team in, in oh. the WWF in uh the 80s. And the only honestly, the only thing of note that anyone remembers is when Edge and Christian as a bit as like did perform as and, and the conquistadors deadlock
1: talking about this yeah
0: and then didn't so, the Hardys
1: later cosplay as the conquistadors too to like beat them yeah
0: oh yeah 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 so like that being brought back as like a bit is like the most famous thing that the conquistador gimmick has ever seen
1: yeah okay that's great um meanwhile dusty is over here being insanely over um it's another, you know, motherfucking squash match, of of Yeah, D-
0: Dusty gets um, the win, then him and Sapphire Boogie. Okay, and, okay,
1: uh, is it just me, or was there a point in the match where Dusty was out here trying to unmask Conquistador number two?
0: I honestly skipped this match, but also, that could be the case, because remember, back if we want to cycle back to... The previously on worst match I've ever watched for this podcast, uh, Leip and Lanny Poffo versus that dork in a red mask. I don't even remember his name. Um, like they made a, a point of commentary in that match of like the idea that you're a bad person trying to hide your identity. Yes, under a mask. they went the J, it's the J Jonah Jameson argument, yeah. Uh, played straight <laughs> with baby Give me pictures dancers. of conquistador number two. So like I wouldn't be surprised like in 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 American wrestling before lucha libre really made its way into America through like WCW and ECW The mass wrestling wasn't, mass wrestlers weren't like respected. It was more like you are like, uh, it's not like the same way you look at like a burglar or like a, or a bank robber putting a mask over his face. So people don't know who you are. Like, it's kind of like a, if you have not, why do you, why are you trying to hide your identity? You got something to hide. Like that's the way that mass, that's the way that mass wrestlers are treated in america before lucha libre became more accepted within american wrestling culture
1: this was a dark time for lucha libre in the states man uh yeah squash ass shit i looked this up just because i was curious especially because like dusty stands like really tall next to sapphire and as a point of reference dusty dusty was goddamn six two my man was a fucking unit jesus Mm-hmm. um also it was at this point it was only at this point that i noticed it was tony shivani on commentary a i forgot he was actually in the fed around this time and b i whenever i hear him i just assume <laughs> it's vince um That's on commentary true. young tony sounds a weird amount like young vince on commentary um in my humble opinion i actually um, looked
0: into this and apparently tony shivani looks back on leaving the wf as a big career mistake on his part
1: that's really funny because he, he looked because
0: he because he went back to WCW and he was like he saw all these new people in charge and he's like, damn, this is not the same place. And then my man was committed to WCW to the end of that company. And yep. oh, boy, did he see some shit? And he was he probably saw. thinking, man, if only I hadn't quit the WWF in 1990.
1: Well, now he's with AE dub and uh, you know. What
0: a
3: what,
0: what a timeline where Tony Schiavone is the lead commentator on Raw with Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross becomes the lead commentator on Nitro instead. What
1: the fuck? That would be so fucking insane. A now,
0: now fans, we want to tell you don't change that channel because on the other channel, Mick Foley, he used to wrestle here as Cactus Jack. Will win their world title. That'll put some butts in the seats.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, Jr. is actually just as much of a like ruthless ass politicker as Young Shivani was. Well, I saw no, no. what a prick Shivani was. In, like, no,
3: like the- no, 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 no,
0: no, no. Let's not get that right. Is Shivani had nothing to do with that? That was uh, that was a Bischoff directive that he said that he buried McFoley live on commentary. Okay,
1: that's fair. The the thing that Shivani was a prick for was like basically hiding notes from his fellow commentators.
3: Hmm. Oh well, who needs them? Who needs notes? WCW,
0: they do. They don't tell nothing to nobody. You just, you just go.
1: Yeah. Uh, it was a very everyman. A- anyway. Um. So, but anyway. So, so Tony out here makes the comment of, um, of everybody, uh, every about uh, everybody out here loving, uh, dusty polka dots and all. And he sounded vaguely confused when he said polka dots and all. And I can only imagine that was like Vince. That was a Vince directive. Like bury the fuck out of that southern clown by sounding confused Don't. when you talk about the polka dots.
3: Don't uh, say the polka dots are stupid. <laughs> say the
1: polka dots are fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um, so also, um, okay, is Lord Alfred a heel at this juncture?
0: Yeah, so I kinda think he is. I've been yeah. I've been paying attention to his commentary over these last few weeks. And I think he might kind of be a heel now. What?
1: I didn't realize he ever played heel. Me neither. Why? Yeah, because Lord Alfred is out here uh, calling sensational Sherry Martell lovely, which, you know, I don't mind. But, you know, since she's a heel woman, this makes her uggo and disgusting.
3: Yeah,
0: Gorilla Gorilla calls Alfred over the hill for yeah. calling, for calling her lovely.
1: Alfred is out here being like, on further consideration, I actually found it quite attractive how she banned and gagged me at a fancy restaurant.
0: Yeah, that was when he realized he had a fetish. <laughs>
1: um,
0: <laughs> True.
1: Sexual awakening with Lord Alfred a.
0: It was. Um, <laughs>
1: um, so,
0: uh, Heenan, uh, I will say also after the mat, is Heenan promise. says... He and his like, hey, Dusty and Sapphire should have to start their own dance show. You know, they can like swing. Or they should be on
1: American Bandstand.
0: Yeah, in American bandstand, you can then call it swine stand or oink fever, something like that.
1: Uh, Brilliant, brilliant observation, Brain. Thank you. Um, all right. We cut back to the ring. Uh, the genius Lanny Poffo is in the ring. Uh, he's here to read a poem, which every which everybody hates. But I couldn't help but be here thinking about how the genius walked, so the Doctor of Thugonomics could run.
0: That's true, uh, though I barely someday, heard. Any of... Someday
1: he would be vindicated, and a man—a uh, man who also claimed to have some kind of uh, academic degree—would stand in the ring and and speak rhyming verse to rhythm, and everyone would fucking love. It.
0: So what you're saying is that the genius has a bachelor's in thugonomics. That's why he wears uh, the graduation uh, gear.
1: Ah, uh, I see. There you go. There you go. He's considering applying for his master's. It's a whole thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, uh,
0: uh, he said he he is apparently wearing a conspicuous hat. I don't I don't know enough about fashion to understand the joke yeah, here. He's a graduation cap it's apparently something different I don't know I didn't get it I, they were making I, a big I, deal about I, the kind of hat he was wearing to cover his bald spot but you know
1: I still can't believe they did that to him um uh and then uh he he's in the ring with a guy named uh Omar Atlas and uh yeah is that, I'm, I'm getting a distinct
0: scent of produce is is that squash that I smell right now did not know how you were taking that bit i took a note on mr perfect's p- picture and picture promo and in the time it took me to type that note mr perfect hit the fit the uh perfect plex and one.
1: yeah it's not even it's not even the genius ver- it's not even like perfect sending the genius to do his dirty work it's perfect himself genius was just out here to introduce perfect which okay uh lord alfred refers to perfect as like the excellence of edu- ed- execution. isn't that fucking brett's thing
0: well, it was a thing they like to throw around a lot, especially when oh, Willa okay. did it. Until Brett, they did it, they got big with Brett, and then suddenly that became like his th- moniker, and they stopped saying it. Yeah, okay. But like, before Brett was a big singles guy, yeah, the excellence of execution was a phrase that was said uh, infrequently.
1: It was, In yeah, way. okay, okay, that makes sense then. Yeah, perfect for the dub, and at that, 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 that. Uh, back to the control center. Yeah, um,
0: you're. Oh, guerrilla. Okay, gorilla. I don't.
1: I don't know what the line here was. Maybe, maybe you'll be able to help me out here. But the note I have, and I have no, I can't remember what the context for this was. The note I have is Heenan out here, unironically putting over the sky dome, and Gorilla says, "Fuck you."
0: Yeah. Okay. So. So after they give a brief little bit about how like Gorilla's like, ah, Brutus Beefcake is going to give that haircut to perfect. And Heenan's like, he's Beefcake's got no chance. So as Gorilla is trying to cut to the next thing, Heenan interrupts him and he's like, hey, I got a a friend who's an American League uh, umpire in baseball. And he said, you wouldn't even believe how beautiful the Skydome facilities are. Uh, you know, though, though, any place he gets in free, he likes. And uh, Gorilla goes like, uh, you and he are the same in that regard.
1: <laughs> okay. I, I didn't catch the, the, he gets in for free part. Okay. That's funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he in in his own way, putting over the Skydome, very terrible. Yeah, he does. Also, this, this is the point that I really took note of like the, Man, Heenan and and Brain have really built up their own little their their own little special special place in this control room. They just have like a bunch of random like trinkets scattered about. They do.
0: They have acquired trinkets throughout their times, and just all love here.
1: So so Gorilla has a little like WrestleMania six baseball cap on his side of the desk, and also like this little like stuffed turtle. That's yeah, system. it's the mascot
0: of the Sky Dome. Yeah, Domer. we'll
1: get there, Domer. Yeah, that 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 gets mentioned later. I just thought it was like a random turtle plushie, and I'm like, that's cute. Also, Heenan has a banana phone on his side of the. Of,
0: oh, the I love the his banana. Iconic. The banana phone, fucking
1: iconic. I need that. Um, yeah. all right. Uh, so they're 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 plugging you know WrestleMania again. Here's how you can call to buy tickets. Heenan gives out the phone number in the most annoying way possible.
0: Oh yeah, because he's like, well, you know, you got, you see the people we got to talk, we get, we got to play to out here. I gotta make sure they know.
1: Yeah, he's like, he's like, now, uh, you're you're gonna you're gonna press two, and then you're gonna press the number right next to it on the keypad. That's the number three. Uh, and then da 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 da, and then you're gonna hit the you're gonna hit the number nine four times uh and it's and so so i make the note of like keenan's being as annoying as possible about this and then at right when i finish writing that gorilla goes boy you really made that clear that got a good belly laugh out of me yeah um uh so um uh next match and all right you poor man you suffered for this one the next match. I, I got.
3: previous what? I
0: previously made a note. I, I as a reference didn't even I didn't even intend to call back to that there. Um, about yeah. Lanny Poffo versus the Red. I whatever. I'm blanking on the name. Is Red whatever the fuck. As the worst match I've ever watched for this podcast, and as it turns out, it's got some stiff competition because the next match is Al Perez versus the Red Rooster. Yeah. And first of all, Red Rooster comes out... In his fucking theme song.
1: Yeah, the Red Rooster theme song is very annoying.
0: And then, apparently... Well, it starts with like a
1: rooster crow, but then it's just kind of like generic, which is annoying in mm -hmm. its own way.
0: Yeah, so... Lord and Alfred Alfred's Hayes already
1: in the ring. I assume this is going to be a squash man.
0: I, I also oh, thought
3: this was no. going to be a squash man. No, it oh, no. wasn't.
0: Uh, Lord Alfred, I should have known, because Lord Alfred talks about Al Perez or somebody being in the top 10, to which I want to know what rankings you're looking at, Lord Alfred Hayes, where either of these men are in the top 10. Uh, well, but, I will
1: say, Red Rooster is out here like, super over and it, it makes me wonder like which wrestlers of our generation are like super over now but then will be like absolutely lost to time um because like red Rooster's is big right now um but nobody fucking talks about red rooster i i don't even know if it'll work like that in our generation because the internet kind of changes all of that um it's true but it's it's just re- it's a really interesting phenomenon
0: i'm trying to think who who might i don't know i don't want to like actually
1: condemn any of our current like people that we follow i guess because like
0: like, i I think part of it is like everyone looks back on the red roosters like he fucking sucked and i I'd, i'd hate to be too mean to anyone currently going now yeah um I guess it's somewhat fascinating to think about but oh god Yeah.
1: okay so there is so so okay so the thing with the red rooster i fucking hate his hair oh my god i hate his hair
0: yeah so spiking what they did up, is they spike up the middle of his hair and i in a bright red mohawk because you know yeah spiking They're up no and rooster. dying
1: the front middle part of a mullet should be illegal what the fuck i hate looking at it i hate thinking about it Blech. awful um, all right
0: and meanwhile my I'll first actual note
1: va- vaguely looking like seth rollins um
0: i i thought he vaguely looked like um uh um uh barry horowitz to the point right. where i actually had to look it up to make sure he wasn't the same guy which is <laughs> Not. he is a guy who was relatively successful journeyman wrestler throughout the eighties. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I actually
1: took notes on that too. We'll get, I'll get there. I have a weird one.
0: I first note of this match. I wrote, stop strutting around you stupid fuck. Because I hated the red rooster strutting like a chicken. Whenever (laughs) it was appropriate (laughs) for him (laughs) to walk like that. I was so mad immediately.
1: Dude, I see, I just, again, I I went in assuming this was going to be another squash, and then the longer it went on, I'm like... uh, So, at first, it goes on long enough that I'm like, it's very funny to me that Rooster is the only one here with, like, a squash match where his opponent actually does well against him. But then it keeps on going, I'm like, oh, oh no, this is not a squash match. This is an actual, like, bout. Um, alright. So. I... I don't hate red rooster from a work perspective he seems like he
0: has he's technically fine it's why he's good it's why he was he became a trainer when he retired yeah yeah so
1: that's the thing so 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 at first so so i made the note of like you know very much like of the new age style of wrestling he's fast-paced and more acrobatic and like it's nothing impressive. It's like, it feels like baby's first, like modern wrestling work, uh, style. Except
0: he's a rooster man.
1: Yeah. That's the thing. But Jesus Christ, his gimmick fucking sucks. Um, but yeah. Um, so, and I went, I went on, I, 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 I went on as this as this went on to, to, to dive more into this. We'll, we'll get there as we get there. Uh, we cut away partway through the match to do a commercial break. I forgot they just kind of did that. Um, see, I thought they were just going to end showing the match there, and I was like, that's funny. But no, they they keep it going afterward. Um, uh, we, we cut away from the match um, to only Gorilla because Brain is out of the studio right now, apparently on the phone uh, because his ticket scalping... Has, like, been falling through a little bit. And he's getting yelled at. He doesn't at have
0: the customers.
1: tickets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's trying to, like, schmooze. Uh, they they cut back to the ring. I didn't take all that many match notes. It did kind of go on a while. I... Rooster, Red Rooster manages to survive two different sleeper holds.
0: I have so many notes and normally I, I normally i skip around a lot on my notes i don't usually try to do beat by beat notes to yeah. when, if actually you talk on the podcast because that would that would slow the pacing down of the show i want to read through all of these notes in order so we can kind of Please. follow my state of mind Please. through this match all right al perez slaps the shit out of rooster and rooster chase into the outside al perez beating that cock with some fine wrestling <laughs> i'm still in a i'm still in a jovial mood here as we he's, get to the early he's, part he's the really teaching him off yeah uh, lord alfred hayes claims red rooster is allowing perez to use these holds on him fucking idiot uh, <laughs> wait is rooster a heel here what i don't i think he's a babyface. i don't know
1: because yeah, he's over his shit whatever
0: headlock by perez roll up by rooster headlock roll up headlock roll up
1: Uh, that was a fun sequence i did like
0: that that was that was the last time i felt any joy in this match um
1: period that is the last time austin will ever feel joy in his life ever again
0: again that's yes that's right (laughs) rooster slowly gets up and fights out of the hole big shoulder block off the ropes al perez powders to the outside holding his lower back can this match be over now uh red rooster now has a al perez in a hold rooster gets a backslide pin two count and back in the arm hold just so much back and forth action here al perez with a jumping knee to the arm of the rooster only a two count what a tremendous matchup what a tremendous lie gorilla <laughs> <Peen> and- <laughs> uh heenan apparently desperately trying to get the ticket his tickets that he promised to a bunch of people lol we come back from commercial to this match still happening (laughs) al perez has rooster in a headlock putting me and red rooster to sleep red rooster hits a back suplex he tries to follow up so 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 slipper number
1: one that rooster has survived
0: yeah red rooster hits a back suplex he tries to follow up but press counters and falls on rooster and back to the headlock Al and Perez, sleeper number two. That Al rooster Perez. survives. Yeah, Al Perez locks in a sleeper. Rooster desperately reaching for the ropes. Red rooster is down and out. Ref checks in his arm. Rooster gets the arm up in two. You know how Knock. that goes. Jawbreaker by Rooster to get out of the sleeper. Rooster with a big punch and he a bulldog to Perez. Rooster just pounding Perez's head into the mat. That was pretty nuts. Rooster does an arm DDT? Question mark. I think they they talked about the chicken wing. I guess yeah, this no, might I be it. Where he literally like grabs somebody like by, by the arm and then just DDTs him on the arm. Okay. Yeah. Rooster pulls up Perez and Perez ducks the Rooster. Perez crossbodies red rooster and they both go to the floor. They right, on the right, floor. Before, before
2: you finish, before you fi-
1: before you finish, I do want to point out that it, it was at this point, this should have dragged on so much that I was just googling fucking Al Perez and Rooster out of curiosity. Yeah, Al Perez has had like actually a pretty solid career, it seems like. That's nice. Um, rooster has been in and out of WWF too many fucking times to count, and WCW for that matter. Um, and is now an NXT trainer. Okay. Um, and also he wasn't, Rooster was not young here. I assume this man was like 20, maybe. I thought we were in like one, two, three kid territory of like, ah, oh, we have a young kind of prodigy who we're trying to push. No, no, no. My man was 34 years old <laughs> going around done up like a mother a fucking, fucking shit. cock
0: this this sucks. um and then so, so,
3: I, so,
1: so i this was the the level to which i had descended
3: they brawl on the floor for a double count out fuck this match a <laughs> double count out ah! <laughs> all of that this what i assumed had to have been a squash and what to had to, fucking... in what might have been the longest match on the they show they booked them for a 15 and ended it in a double countout.
0: This might this is is my worst match that I've ever watched for this podcast. I
1: can't agree with that. We've watched so much direct. I don't have nearly the amount of vitriol. I thought it was fine. It was dumb I, and boring. I would I
0: would like to go back to Wrestlelicious quality matches.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. We've watched Wrestlelicious, often. How the fuck can you say this is worse?
0: because they were much shorter and much funnier but by, by because of the gimmicks
1: i don't know i kind of wanted to die that entire time but okay um
0: i'm not buying f- three dvds of the red rooster like <laughs> i bought three dvds <laughs> damn, damn, of like, resolutions i'll tell you that
1: make a good point no damn i can't argue with i can't argue with the purchasing power okay anyway
0: and so, then they get back in the ring brawl each other with each other rooster punches al perez out of the ring and then he starts clucking
3: his head like a fucking right. chicken
1: <laughs> and his music hits and they cut back to the control room where he makes the tremendous point actually of why the fuck are they playing rooster's music he took the l technically um and, then and
0: Gorilla doesn't have a good answer for this. First, Gorilla says, like, well, "Well, Al, Al just doesn't, doesn't have any music." music. Uh,
1: and and he encounters with the once again tremendous point of well, you can play La Cucaracha or something. <laughs> I love him so much, dude. I it, it'd be really funny if they started playing the chicken dance. That would be funny okay
0: so we're segueing to the brother love segment and i wrote and first of all Heenan is trying to like sell to the audience he's like i want you people to watch this say this is funny because Heenan goes i want people to watch this segment and grows i want them to watch it too uh And he is like, he's trying to sell how, like, he wants the people to see how loving and caring brother love is. (laughs) Yeah. As a person. But brother, this is the same segment from WWF superstars that I ignore. I didn't talk about. In the front yep. half, because I knew it would probably be in this episode. But thank you, brothers and sisters. Oh my
1: God. I fucking hate looking at his face. It's so, un- it makes me so uncomfortable the fact that it's just painted red.
0: Yeah, he says that recently
3: his benefactor, Brother Million Dollar Man, has had his property stolen from him.
0: But at WrestleMania, he will get his property back.
1: Yeah. So, so of course, Jake comes out to, to you know, dick on dick on uh, Brother, yeah, Brother Love. Love.
0: Brother Love just comes out to call him a thief. And Jake is like, hey, you're going to mudsling. Don't wear a white suit. Hey. And, and he's like, hey, you don't dare a man to do something and expect him not to do it. He dared me to take his belt. And so I did it. See...
1: Okay, and he does. He still got the million dollar belt in the Damien bag, and okay, I feel like the "it's in the bag, come give it, come give it" shtick works until you realize you could just like pick up the bag and dump out the contents. You know, stomp on the snake if necessary. I feel like the solution here is not all that difficult. But they're they're if you think about it more they're,
0: they're all too scared of the snake. It's not going to. work. You can just
1: grab the outside of the bag. The snake's going to be able, not going to be able to get you through the fucking burlap
0: they that's too they they listen they're not thinking this through they're just too scared to get put their hand in the bag also Um, oh my
1: god we get this like this deeply uncomfy camera angle uh where brother love is like the the camera's below brother love and he's like staring directly down into it bellowing at us thanks i hate it um so yeah, so Jake, I did feel like I feel growth. like
0: they were probably trying to emulate televangelists, but I don't know probably I don't I'm not watching any televangelists to confirm that that's what they were going for and I mean cool. I hate
1: that too. Why are you making me see it here?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So um, Jake yeah. says he
0: only even came out here because he wants to introduce people to a man who can't be bought. not a changed man,
3: but a boss man.
1: Yes, the, the the boss man face turn is is, is gone through, so, and oh my God, the audience is losing their fucking- And
0: honestly, head. this is where this segment to me became absolutely hilarious. Just, um,
1: okay, yes, yes. So,
0: okay, first of all, so Jake, so boss man gets all up in brother love's face, and then Jake is just ranting about like you, Million Dollar Man, Virgil, Sherry, whatever, he just lists a bunch of heels. And he's like, yeah. they
3: say that all birds of a feather flock together. And then Bossman pipes up, so, brother, just flock off. <laughs> <laughs> I missed
2: that, but that's great. He
0: oh, goes, my God. Just flock off. Flock they... off.
1: I love that, actually.
0: So, Bossman and Jake that. leave. And so, brother, love, because brother he doesn't love. know when to quit at all,
3: he goes, now I've been thinking about it. And one of the lowest forms of life is a snake roll on the ground crawling on the ground with their belly touching it. But there is one thing lower than a snake, and that's a law enforcement officer.
2: hold up hold up hold up hold up okay so i need to i need to share with you how this
1: happened for me because he says that and i immediately slam the pause button so i can write notes because i because because this was when the him staring down at the camera like angle happens so i'm like okay two big things i need to so i slam on the pause button and i'm like first of all i fucking hate that camera angle second of all um the Brother Love says, "A cab, hole up, let him cook." I, know, I knew I always liked that Brother
2: Love guy.
3: And yeah, you, you're I damn right. You're lie. damn
2: right. You're damn right. And then I hit play, and he goes. Uh, the law enforcement officer who
1: won't take money and never mind brother love says actually i think the cops should be even bigger bastards
0: like listen i know that this is wwf in the 90 in 1990 all the heels are fucking cartoon villains but also this is the most insane logic
3: i have ever heard i know cops are actually the ones who won't take payoffs <laughs> what is what is happening? More corrupt cops. <laughs> that, that brother love support and Jesse Ventura by
0: the way, he agrees wholeheartedly and says so. Jesse Ventura,
3: governor future governor of Minnesota, libertarian says, governor. I mean, we need more corruption in the police force. <laughs>
1: Well, to be fair, from Jesse Ventura's libertarian-ass lens, it would just be we need less regulation, you know, Shakespeare's clouds or whatever. Um, uh, Fucking – yeah. More corrupt, bribe-taking female police officers. Uh, Yes. That's the woke way to do it. Uh, Yes, exactly. So so after – because of this – big boss man comes out and arrests brother love No, no, that
3: nonsense i do love that as soon as boss man walks back out brother love goes no no i wasn't talking about you
1: <laughs> oh yeah again the, the immediate like heel coward bullshit is there's on so many
0: cops that he knows that don't take payoffs that when, uh, that he's thought ta- he could not possibly be talking about boss man <laughs>
1: absolutely i mean, but, I mean yeah we boss man
3: is like i don't need no rare face punk like you running down me in the law you're under arrest
1: yeah big boss man comes out arrests brother love and jesse ventura correctly questions on what charges
3: yeah okay correct the violence actually, we're seeing the violence inherent in this system absolutely. <laughs> brother love is being oppressed
1: brilliant systemic critique First Amendment rights for brother love. I'm I may not agree with what he has to say, but I'll defend to my death his right to say.
0: I'm not ever saying that phrase out loud. Um I do it so you don't have to. Yeah, this is nuts. Is <laughs> he is arrested for criticizing cops? <laughs> Absolutely. As it should be. And this and, and the audience,
3: the audience of loves course it. loves 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 normal country, normal country. Hey, if Brother Love doesn't like it, he can
0: damn sure he can, leave he can
1: it. Damn sure leave. That that filthy commie, brother love.
0: Brother Love suspected of communism. That's true. True.
1: true. Why do you think his
3: face is red?
1: Oh, oh <laughs> shit, buddy.
3: It's, it's been all there all the whole time.
1: Messaging. Fucking uh oh yeah, McCarthy's going hard after him. He was the top of his list.
0: Anyway, uh, Brother Love handcuffs, gets handcuffed to the guardrail. And Big Boss like, I'll be right back. You stay here.
3: And, and then- Brother Love
1: is like screaming, crying, pissing, shitting, you know, the works.
3: <laughs> he is, he's like, I love you. Let me go. I love yeah. you.
1: He's not taking this well.
3: So boss man comes back with his fucking ball and chain. A fucking
1: ball and chain. What well, is not a prop that I was aware of. big boss man just casually carried around just with him. He
0: has it in his locker room. He just keeps a ball and chain there.
1: Yeah. Um, he brings out a literal ball and chain, un unhandcuffs brother love, and starts dragging him to the ring with the ball and chain like in hand, by the way. My man. Big, Big Boss Man is not at all selling the weight of this supposed how, thing, how real, heavy
0: this stupid thing supposed to be.
1: ball and chain. Also, okay. it's so bizarre to me they had the brother love show set at the top of the ramp and not in the ring. Why?
0: They haven't they haven't worked that out. We can do talk shows in the ring yet. Weren't they they already
1: out. doing doing that? Uh, no. I don't know.
0: No, oh. all the all the talk shows up to this point were not in the ring.
1: Okay. Um so Big Boss Man Drags brother love to the ring, throws
3: him to the, to the ring mat, and then drops the ball. Well, at okay. Him. First, he's like, You're going to jail, boy. And Jesse
0: is like, you're taking him to the jail. That's the ring. That's not jail. And then Vince <laughs> is like, and then Vince McMahon pops up with a ring. This is jail, Jesse.
1: Oh my God. Thank you, Vince.
0: So, Big Boss Man hits a spine buster on Brother Love, and then, yeah, he drops the ball and chain on Brother Love's gut.
1: Which, that man is dead now. He's deceased done but the,
0: the, ha,
3: ha ha no no so the, the, the ball of
1: change is harmlessly like fucking bounces off of him and brother love sells it as though he's just been like police brutality which you know he has a point
3: it's so funny watching brother love get beaten by a cop yeah,
1: absolutely i love when it was, when the, was
0: rodney king again let me make sure oh, i have the timeline on that, right
1: i think it might have been 1990
0: um the riots were 92 Oh, but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that's not when that's when like the 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 incident. I mean, it was happened.
1: a pretty close inciting incident. So it was probably 91 92.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh okay, night the uh, the riots were 92, so close enough.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, this is great. But I mean, they keep the big boss man gimmick for the entire After that.
0: So,
1: so, you know, um, <laughs> Vince again, Vince His own little bubble. He doesn't know. He doesn't care.
0: They're laughing. And then after they get back, they go back to the control center. Hean gets mad at Gorilla for laughing. Heenan
1: also making the correct point that (laughs) that big boss man's tactics here are actually kind of fucking scum. Yeah,
0: is like, hey, boss man's used to working over some guy who didn't make his alimony payment. Because remember, we all call him a cop. And, Uh, ostensibly they kind of treat what a cop and a correctional officer is the same fucking thing um in the way he's presented but technically he's a correctional officer and he so he talks about how big boss man just beats up on dudes who committed petty crime and Heenan's like deep down deep down big he's like deep down big boss man is a coward and a bully (laughs) Yeah, and and we get like this intense zoom in on
1: Heenan's face as he delivers this address very seriously. And man, this is
0: the most if, serious I've ever seen Bobby Heenan.
1: If being a '90s heel entitled, saying "A hey, cab," I don't want to be a '90s baby face.
0: I guess so.
1: Um. So, all right. So, once again, hawking more WrestleMania six uh unironically this card looks pretty solid not gonna lie uh we have uh jake the snake roberts versus million dollar man that'll be sick uh brutus beefcake versus mr perfect that'll probably be pretty sick uh big boss man versus hakeem well they can't all be winners um uh hercules versus earthquake which eh but also like I think we've reached the crossover point where he stopped being the Canadian earthquake. I think he's just earthquake now. they, they finally the...
0: realized that he didn't need the, the Canadian earthquake was a little much
1: because yeah, also like,
0: hey they do the he gets the promo that I didn't write notes for anything, but I didn't know he
1: did. I didn't yeah that he
0: but he doesn't, doesn't have, have the Canadian flag on his singlet anymore,
1: yeah, so oh my God, we've hit the Nexus point, Austin. I didn't realize this this Canon event would be hitting in the middle of this arc, nice. Uh, and then of course ultimate challenge for the main event that'll be probably sick. Um, yeah. there's still, but but you know WrestleMania is not the only WWE P- or WWF PLV they're hawking. They're still selling those Royal Rumble VHSs. Be sure to get your Royal Rumble VHSs. Uh,
0: us after all this, we cut back to Bobby Heenan begging Gorilla for like 50 tickets.
1: I yeah, I couldn't decipher what they were fully talking about here. I'm just wondering why they haven't started aggressively making out
0: he's trying to get tickets and gorilla's like haha i'm, I'm not giving you those if you're okay. such a good personal friend of jack tunney like you say you are why don't you go talk to him and he
3: like well you know
0: i don't if i talk to him it'll be a whole thing i don't it'll be-
1: <laughs> i love them i love them so much but joy doesn't last in this world unfortunately as we cut over to honky
3: he's a honky man, talk, man. he's a honky talk man <laughs>
1: hacksaw jim duggan joy this is okay a
0: match superstar so this is a match i got to watch twice
1: okay this was again this was me i'm i'm sure i'm out here trying to give honky tonk man a second chance uh also speaking of like nexus points at canon events were he, the the matches being refed by pre-crisis danny davis
0: it'd be post-crisis danny davis you mean wait is this after the whole heel? Yeah, field? this is after the heel shtick. He's just so baby face now, and he's just a normal referee.
1: Well, that's kind of a weird trajectory. I just assume. They,
0: they, they, they even called it out. Vince talked about, well, Vince, during an episode of Superstars, Vince it was, it was talking about how great a referee Danny Davis is. And Jesse's like, I remember you used to hate Danny Davis. What changed, McMahon? And he was like, he and stopped. To, you stopped. You started liking Danny Davis when he started favoring your favorites.
1: I mean, dad, I mean, yeah, that's how that works. Good job, Jesse. Great powers of observation there. You did it. Okay. So post crisis, Danny Davis, pardon me. Um, okay. So honky tonk man is actually quite physically gifted. I will say he's quick. He's strong. He sells incredibly well. And next to hacksaw Jim Duggan, his dumb fuck gimmick seems fine, actually.
0: A uh, duh. Yeah, he is the great. He is the greatest Elvis impersonator wrestling has ever seen, and I think you should put more <laughs> respect on his name.
1: True, true. A very, a very uh, oversaturated market, but he manages to stand. out. But he out. managed Everything.
0: to he managed to stand out among the crowd.
1: Among the crowd of all the wrestlers trying to impersonate Elvis. No, true
0: uh i this match is whatever um yeah. it ends in shenanigan bullshit as yeah, greg, greg
1: valentine yeah him and
0: in. him and uh honky Tonk man are a tag team rhythm and blues oh um,
1: okay i was so like so out,
0: comes, the fuck is out comes greg out comes greg valentine to attack duggan and while they're just brawling the outside full-ass view of the referee good um honky Tongue man goes and gets his guitar just like brandishes it over his head as he turns around the ring and Duggan blocks him from hitting the guitar on him. And then they, the match gets thrown out. They just start. Yeah. Two on yeah. One.
1: Valentine and honky Tonk are just dumbass who don't know how to, to do their shenanigans surreptitiously. So the match is yeah, thrown out.
0: Yeah. So Duggan gets back in the ring to get his two by four and it scares off the heels. But then Duggan sees that honky left his guitar in the ring and he takes the guitar and honky and, and, and it like no don't do it don't do it and then jim duggan destroys the guitar with the two by four
1: as we know a honky tonk man only has one guitar and it he doesn't let so much as scratch get on it it's not like he yep. regularly like breaks it over the head of all of his opponents and is you know in in the gimmick that definitely inspired Jeff Jarrett to everything he he's ever done. Of course,
2: of um, course. Not so no, this
1: is absolute tragedy. We do get this great like freeze frame on Honky Tonk Man looking very upset. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's exactly
1: it. Like, his eyes are like kind of squinted in in despair. His mouth is like hanging open while he's yelling. His hair like slightly flying about as he it's like so. It's around. so
0: funny. They call why it-
1: don't we get. Freeze frames after every match, Austin, because that was magical.
0: Yeah, they, they, it's so funny. They like freeze, they like take, take, they like call out the freeze frame here. Um, then we go back to the control center where Heenan claims that the guitar is not a wait, weapon. Wait, I, I, I need, I need,
1: I need to, I need to quote this exchange directly. Uh, okay. Cause, cause Heenan says what everybody's thinking, uh, why do they let, wh- uh, um, why they let him, him being Hacksaw have that board is beyond me preach brother. Um, gorilla says, well, that's a, uh, uh, gorilla says of honky tonk's guitar. Like, well, aren't you fine with him having the guitar? That's a weapon. Um, um, or er, no, 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 er, no, 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 no. Sorry. Um. Yeah, Hean goes, why they let Hacksaw have that board is beyond me. That's a weapon. Well, isn't a guitar a weapon? And Heatan with a dead straight face and matter-of-fact tone goes, No, it's an instrument. Preach, brother.
0: No, and he and the gorilla is like, Is that a that, that an instrument when he attacks, when he swings it at people? Breaks it over their head, and Heathen goes. I mean, he doesn't attack. He only does that it, it, when he is being attacked. He does self-defense. Yeah, he,
1: he he claims it's only self-defense, which is fucking hysterical. Um, and then he's like, he, he only Sean does
0: – no, he, he says it when – he says that Honky Tonk only does it when people come at him. And Gorilla goes, yeah. well, everyone comes at Honky when they start hearing him sing. And, uh, <laughs> and Bobby <Eden> goes, <laughs> now, hold on, Bobby, <laughs> I think Honky Tonk, man, is a
3: great singer.
1: Hold hold on. Well, I mean, if everyone's coming at him while he's singing, he must have some uh, some magical lilt to his voice. Uh, hey hmm, hey now hmm, hey. Uh, phrasing. He uh, gorilla. Please. Uh, beautiful. We cut back to Sean Mooney in the in the other control center. Uh, which I made the observation. Sean Mooney looks like a human version of Guy Smiley from Sesame Street, the newspaper reporter. Which uh, to make sure that I got this right, it led me to it led me to Google Guy Smiley just to double check. And while I, I was not technically wrong, uh, Guy Smiley, j- just as a sidebar, has much messier hair most of the time than I ever remember him having. Like most of the pictures of him have at least, really unkempt hair. But I swear to God, sometimes he does have like coiffed hair. And when he has coiffed hair, Sean Mooney just looks like Guy Smiley made into a human. Um, Google it, it. Check it out. Yeah. I'm not wrong. Um, I will fight anybody on this. Um, uh,
0: Demolition and Dusty Rhodes each have promos where they don't. Man, really say Demolition's
1: that. face paint designs belong in fucking MoMA. I, I, I hate looking at them, but I feel compelled by them regardless. Ah. Um, D- Dusty Rhodes, uh, yeah. So we get a generic ass uh, uh, promo from Demolition. I did write down stuff about Dusty's. Uh, promo because who boy um so dusty explains mixed tag matches in a way that's almost annoying his brain reading off a fucking phone number um as as he put it so eloquently uh for those of you who don't understand what that means that's me and sapphire live and in color which it took me like 10 rewatches to understand what the fuck he said there uh it's me and sapphire alive and in color and the macho king and one miss sheriff on the other side and women and dudes are to be something unintelligible that I could not get. Ah, yes, that explains everything. Thank you, Dusty. Yeah. That, uh, um, and then Sapphire comes in, and it just gets more unintelligible from here, because Sapphire is also from, like, down south. So when the two of them talk, it does that thing that southerners do, where the more they talk to each other, the thicker their accents get. It's. I was like, I need the fucking Rosetta Stone. Help me. Oh, um, yeah. So, so yeah, so they're having a mixed tag match. And
0: we finally get to our feature Rick rude. Yes. Now this is Um, the first time on this podcast we've ever gotten a proper Rick rude entrance.
1: Well, okay. Before that, I have one more control center. Okay. Um, uh, so they're talking about Domer, the turtle, the cute little turtle plushie who's apparently the skydome's mascot and how, they'll see Domer probably in full mascot suit walking around at, at Sky Dome. Um,
3: that sounds Bobby, terrifying.
1: Bobby, I think it's cute. Don't Domer looks cute. Um, Bobby, the brain Heenan asks the, the most philosophical of questions that scholars are still pondering, pondering to this day, but brain asks gorilla, you know, what's the difference between a mascot and an ascot? I'm afraid to ask an ascot goes from the waist up. A mascot goes from the waist down. (laughs) What? Gorilla responds with a just dead face of disappointment. Uh, uh, What the
3: fuck does that that even mean?
1: I mean, technically an ascot goes from the waist up. You do typically put an ascot above the waist and then it goes around the neck, but a mascot goes from the waist down? What? What? The fuck? And then and then Heyman picks up the Domer plushie. <laughs> And he goes, he goes, you know, fun fact, you know, something people don't know about turtles. And silly David thought for a second that maybe Bobby the Brain Heenan actually was a bit of a turtle enthusiast and was actually going to share an actual cute fun fact because he knows things about turtles and he wants to special interest ramble at us. But no, he goes, something people don't know about turtles, throws the fucking Domer plushie up into the air and says, they don't fly too well. (laughs) Bobby... Bobby! <laughs>
3: and then and then he looks at Dover down on the floor and goes, Well, he's shell-shocked. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby was Bobby was on me. something on this bit. <laughs> I'm I'm done. <laughs> oh my fucking god.
1: Yeah, Bobby. I don't think Bobby needed to be on anything. I think Bobby the Brain Heenan was just like this. My man was a comedic genius, underappreciated, undervalued in his time. I'm glad we, the Noobs and Knockouts podcast, have come around to enlighten the universe about his brilliance. Thank you, Bobby, for teaching us that mascots go waist down and mascots go waist up. I That's feel true. so... Okay, anyway. So, Rick Rude. I gotta say i kind of dig rick rude's theme music
0: oh hell yeah rick rude is it's like sweet.
1: a great like high energy like jazz
0: i'm digging it mm-hmm. now what i'd like to have right now is for all you
3: fat out of shape Arizona <laughs> i want to point out i want to point out he he's uh, he says that and they cut to a dude
1: in the crowd who is a bit overweight and i'm like that hell yeah me. camera That's work was me. fucking on
0: it with these crowd shots for this party. my man
1: my man looks not pleased either he's like you to son keep, of a bitch.
0: To keep the noise down while i take my robe off and show we, we the get, body that lives in every woman's. Yeah, space. well, well,
1: well. Speaking of of camera on point, while he's talking about taking the robe off, they cut to this kid in the crowd. They, he looked like a teenager, who I. Uh, only he what i I can only describe is the street sign language for you have a small penis because with one hand he's pointing down and then the other he's he's like squinting his like thumb and index finger together so it's it's like (laughs) ah like small in between (laughs)
3: <laughs> which, I like, not about him trying to say that Rick Rude had a small penis.
1: Which you know, points for creativity. Most people would just bring a sign. No, my man made sign language out of it.
0: 1998, they're bringing a sign that says that uh, that says uh, Rick Rude has a small Venus.
1: As a small v ve- No, ah, hate. Okay. Fortunately
0: for us all, Rick Rude was already dead by 1998.
1: Oof. Yeah okay, so Rick Rude strips. Um,
0: it's cool. my music, and he strips. They find as many women in the crowd that look interested as they can find. There is one.
1: There is one chick who's just fucking like snapping. You a got a fucking pol-
0: You got the, got the Polaroid camera. You got
1: the Polaroid like- out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then Roddy Garvin comes out just. He doesn't have entrance music. I have not actually seen this in action yet, where, like, the, the second competitor to come out just doesn't have music, but the first one did. It was surreal, slightly unsettling. I didn't realize that in 1990, there were still motherfuckers without entrance music. I don't even yeah. know how that works, that, like, only some motherfuckers had entrance music. Seems
0: Well, it's weird. just Ronnie Garvin, who cares? Um,
1: I guess...
0: Uh, Ronnie Garvin gives his gross red towel to some random kid in the crowd. Who
1: looks absolutely um, thrilled for some reason.
3: But then,
0: <gasps> Tony Schiavone called this out. it's Ronnie Garvin shook Bobby Heenan's hand. Could oh there be, God. David?
3: Cahoots.
1: I did not like that very much. I, in fact, hated that. I'm so fucking sick. Of Caho- Why can we not escape Cahoots, Austin, as a trope? Please, I'm begging for release.
0: There, will, all, there will always be Cahoots. Well, except they don't do jack fuck with that in this map. No, match. they don't, because fuck them. It's a red hair. I didn't mind, you. but also,
1: why the fuck? Um, so, okay. So, this is another one where we, like, cut away from the match to commercial break and control center um did you uh, have some, any match notes before that
0: uh, sure i got a few uh you know rick root when they get start up getting the headlock huge weasel chant start nearly immediately yeah what the fuck was up with that because bobby heenan's a weasel they're sure. chanting it they're chanting it heenan um sure. There were several times in this match, and I found it funny every single time where Rick Rude would hit a move and then swivel his hips and then Ronnie Garvin it just hit him. Kept happening. It's, it like, kept it's happening. like it's like the it's like the OG of Danny Garcia's. Well, that's um, what I was thinking. I'm like 'cause we've been seeing
1: Daniel dance. Garcia create a whole personality out of fucking like putting his arms up and swiveling his hips in a <laughs> suggestive manner. I guess he's been watching a lot of Rick Rude recently. Yeah yeah mm. hilarious Rick rude is broke rick rude is a spiritual uh predecessor to val venus woke well, rick rude is a spiritual predecessor to danny danny garcia
0: that's correct uh my Beautiful. favorite of this was and this might be after the break but it, since i'm talking about it now is either way they're doing they're doing the run the rope spots where you know you guy runs and you jump over him and all that rick rude jumps over Ronnie Garvin, and immediately starts swiveling his hips. And so Ronnie Garvin just turns around and hits him.
1: I do appreciate that that Ronnie Garvin kept using it to get his licks in. While, while Rick Rude's constant hip gyrations are a bit much for me, my dude does have a great athleticism to it. So, you know, yeah. I'll allow it. And also, also the Ronnie also- Garvin, like, dicking on him constantly no pun intended is, is i also
0: loved thing. it when rick rude had Granny garvin in the headlock and while he was in the headlock he started swiveling the hips
1: absolutely every opportunity you can take yeah uh, but then
0: okay we got we go in halfway through the match we go back to the control center and it is bobby heenan on the phone trying the, no to- no
1: brain this time it's no just bobby. Here.
0: but while but he no frilly he- yeah he is on the phone telling his person on the other line that they need to call Jack Tunney and say that they need 50 tickets, 50 tickets for the orphanage. It's like at the orphanage. And he's like, no. Oh. A quote, an exact quote from Bobby Heenan. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not lying. Just tell him you need 40 tickets for the orphanage. I know yeah, you're he's not Yeah, he suddenly
1: negotiates it down to 40, which, okay.
0: He's so desperate. He's like, any amount of tickets you can get a hold of.
1: Oh, Heenan, you piece of you
0: scoundrel
1: and the best part is they offer no commentary he offers no commentary about the match here it's just the shtick of him trying to finesse tickets which i think is great um uh also okay so we go back to the match is ronnie garvin's finisher a fucking sharpshooter
3: uh
0: yeah remember the, the slammer jammer remember they talked a uh, when I talked a weird about the, name
1: for a sharpshooter
0: when i talked about the i think they were calling it the reverse figure four actually oh yes yes
1: um, that's what it was yeah the reverse figure four. but
0: it's a fuck. it's a fucking sharpshooter yes now it won't be called that until brett gets it
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh but you know it's it's a sharpshooter it's the same move um yes correct. but the match finishes base ronnie garden for by the way kicks a ton of ass he kicks Rude's ass a lot in this match. Yeah, uh,
1: he's actually really talented. i he does. Uh, he hits
0: intrigued. he hits like the Garvin stomps multiple times, is basically he like walks around a prone rude and just stomps on his he stomps on yeah, like his, 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 his arm, then he stomps on his legs, then he stomps on his other arm, then he stomps on his head. Randy Orton would take that move. Um <laughs> he and would. use it. But okay, Ronnie Garvin is going for the slammer jammer reverse figure four, whatever. And he, but Bobby Heenan jumps up to, to like distract Garvin. So Garvin can't hit it. So, but then Garvin hits like a bunch of big moves all in a row. And then they are going at the ropes. Both men headbutt each other. And they're Which both down. Fucked. And then rude gets up first. He pins Garvin and they're both like near the ropes. Garvin gets his foot on the rope bobby heenan walks past and pushes garvin's foot off the rope
1: which is hilarious and and rude gets the pin for one two three for the for the win and we and we cut back to the control center and girl is like now what the fuck was that he he calls
0: him a despicable low life yeah and Bobby, and Bobby Heenan, said, aunt, is like, no, no, you see, I, you know, I was just walking by you haven't heard the whole
1: was, story, brain or gorilla. You
0: haven't heard the whole story Gorilla. Br- is that he was just walking by and Ronnie Garvin's leg just kicked out and almost hit and He just barely avoided getting kicked in the face. And you know, it's not he his pushed fault. Pushed it away he, for self-defense. He, it's not his fault that Garvin couldn't keep his leg on the ropes.
1: Yup. So that's that excuse um great uh so that's that that was the final match uh it wasn't bad but oh my god yeah. that finish that's hilarious um, it's
0: hilarious. um we get some ad you know the follow uh, with lord alfred putting on following. his like
1: epic boy voice for some reason like mm-hmm. he's trying to like deepen it and sound cool so like roll they're the only antacids they're coming in assortment of mint flavors which i so intimidating that I, cool. I felt personally attacked by
0: that.
2: Um,
1: Great. Uh,
0: that kind of after voice. after the ad reads, a gorilla runs down the Mania Six card again for everybody, and he start he lists off the big features for next week. He talks about how next week is the Bushwhackers versus the Powers of Pain, and Bobby Heenan chimes in that the Bushwhackers are living proof that Three Stooges had children.
1: <laughs> catch that one, and you know he's not wrong. Um, I will say, as we close out here, it's really, this episode is a great case study in just how differently shit was advertised back in 1990. Like, mm. it was just so much more blatant. Like, they would just stop the fucking show, to turn to the camera, and be like, buy tickets to WrestleMania. We're buy ad, we're tickets doing ad to- reads. Yeah, or, and like, they had the whole, like, cutaway segment for, like, all the shows cutting up. You... Uh you don't got Excalibur on like trying to set world records for announcing as many matches in like as short amount of time as possible. They get their own fucking segments. If, it like Exc- Excalibur
0: I, running a WrestleMania report would take like two minutes tops,
1: if if that. Right. Um. And the thing is, I'm not even sure it's like more advertising than we see on AEW in the year of our Lord 23. It's just more blatant. They just like just, have a
0: dedicated moment of the show where we are just gonna Yeah, hold instead of it, just like
1: shouting it out all the time but like during matches.
3: Yeah it's, yeah. it's it's
1: it's it's just fascinating. And this episode just felt like it was fifty percent fucking WrestleMania shilling. So yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Uh wild shit. That was so a, that a was perfect, a, fine, a,
0: a perfectly fine episode of Primetime Wrestling. Perfectly fine. Um
1: Primetime Wrestling is too long for me at two hours uh but you know it's fine and it's worth it for watching heenan and gorilla be absolute icons. Yeah. and i need slash fic of them written yesterday
0: next time we're just gonna go we're next time we're just gonna be we're just gonna watch superstars again um you know but yeah that was this episode of prime time wrestling we'll be back soon we're almost to wrestlemania six so we got one more oh, episode before we then get to six Jesus, we're racing
1: our way to like two different WrestleManias right now. It's kind of. Yeah, uh, because
0: of the way, you know, I tried to initially have our arcs end in different points. So that's, that's not so we don't have just like and then one and then the next three weeks, we're just finishing arcs. But yeah. because I've also played around with different lengths of arcs, now they're all synced up that we're basically just doing a bunch of the same arcs all at once. And they all kind of end at more or less the same time as well. Yeah anyway that's for in the future though when we get back to 1990 um yeah. for next time we return to lucha underground hey
1: speak of the devil
0: yeah because ray phoenix has gotten his belt back from yes you know yes and mil muertes successfully fended off prince puma and pentagon jr there's only one thing left to do with Aztec Warfare a mere week away.
1: Oh my god, I'm so it's fucking time, hyped for Aztec Warfare.
0: It's time for Phoenix versus Mil Muertes. Oh! For the Lucha Underground Championship.
1: Baby! That's fucking exciting. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Oh, fuck yes. Fuck yes.
0: Yeah, but that is for next time. Until then, David, hit our plugs.
1: Yes, sir. Dear friends, thank you all so much for joining us on yet another episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast. We are so Delighted to have you here. Uh, Returning listeners, viewers, what have you, you know the drill. Thank you so much for once again welcoming us back into your eardrums, your eyeballs, whatever it is used to consume our content. We're just so happy to have you here. New people, hey, hi, how's it going? Welcome to the show. We here at the Noobs and Knockouts podcast like to think we are friendly to both noobs and knockouts alike. So whether you're brand new to the wild, wacky world of wrestling or you're a veteran of all the weird bullshit, uh, either way, we're delighted to have you here. We hope you've had a great time here. You know, things have felt cool, and fun, and accessible, Uh, and we hope you want to keep having a great time with us week after week after week, and I'm going to make sure you know all the ways you can do that. First and foremost, of course, you can find us on YouTube. We are the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on YouTube. Hit subscribe, ring that bell, make sure it turns a nice little solid color so you get notifications every single time we drop a brand new episode. Um, give us that mm, sweet, sweet engagement. Check out all of our playlists because Austin has been kind enough to organize all of the storylines that you follow into their own separate playlists so you can follow something all the way down without having to skip around a whole lot. It's great. And plus, it's the YouTube version. You can see our beautiful, wonderful faces, uh, our best impressions of Honky Tonk Man, uh, doing a, a goofy-ass freeze-frame face, and, uh, just how sexy I look in a baby blue unicorn onesie. It's true. You should check it out. Um... Uh, of course, uh, on top of that, we have the audio only option for all y'all that, that really love your, your ears, uh, your, your eardrums and using them. You know, I do too. Sometimes I get it. Uh, you can find news and knockouts podcast on three of the best places to find your podcast, which of course are Spotify, Google podcasts, and Apple podcasts check us out there. Listen to our show, of course, but don't just listen. Download our show. You know, maybe leave us a nice little rating and a review uh, that says, hey, these guys are pretty cool. Maybe more people should be listening to them. I don't know. I'm just saying stuff like that. It means a lot to us emotionally, but also it's a great, great boon to our channel. Uh, Great boon for our metrics and for spreading the word about us. Um, You know, hashtag stand up for noobs and knockouts, all that good stuff. Um, uh, So be sure to check us all uh, all out there and, you know, Give us a little bit of that uh, engagement if you can. It's greatly appreciated. Noobs and Knockouts on YouTube, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Of course, on top of that, we have lives and existences outside of this little void that we find ourselves in week after week. Uh, you can find us on a few different places on the interwebs as well. First and foremost, of course, is our Twitter. For some social media presence, you can find us at Noobs and Pod on Twitter. That's at Noobs, the letter N, Pod on Twitter. Come check us out there. We do all the normal Twitter shit, memes, discourse what have you. We post every single time we drop a brand new episode. So you guys always know what the hell's going on. Of course, the highlight of our Twitter is weekly wrestling live tweeting every Wednesday night at 8 PM Eastern, uh, on TBS. We are watching and tweeting about AEW dino might. Uh, I, uh, I love getting to, to hop on there and make stupid jokes and observations and, you know, just get really hyped about a lot of shit. um, and talk all about that. Hop on the, the discussion with everybody. Would love it if you joined us. Uh, sometimes when we're feeling spicy. Sometimes not always. Um, not not this weekend because we're recording on Friday night. And I'm busy on Saturday. But you know I'm an AEW loyalist through and through. So sometimes on Friday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern on TNT. I will watch and tweet about AEW Rampage. It is the show that you all been waiting on. Uh, and then on Saturday nights sometimes on TNT at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, We are watching uh, AEW Collision because Saturday night is all right for fighting, of course. Um, On top of all of that, Austin being the knockout that he is, you know, compared to me, just a simple little noob, uh, will uh, tweet all about, uh, he he likes to follow all of the the major Western wrestling companies and their uh, pay-per-views, you know, all the shit they got going on. And we like to tell you guys about them. Uh, It's it's a lot of good stuff. Um, And, you know, sometimes we'll tweet about them too. So my friend... What is on the docket at coming up?
0: Right. So let's start first with Impact Wrestling. Um, that's my number one show. Hey. You. Uh and upcoming for them. If you first, if you want to watch Impact Wrestling on a week-week basis, you can do so. Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern on Access TV. Or with a a YouTube subscription, a mere $1 a month, you can watch Thursdays at 8.30. You can watch Thursdays every week at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, commercial free. Now, as for what's upcoming for Impact, I kind of got two things going at once. Uh, Upcoming on on an actual pay-per-view event is Multiverse United 2, for whom the bell tolls at the historic... 2300 arena in philadelphia it is a co-produced impact wrestling versus new and new japan pro wrestling event uh, and that is coming up on august 20th now on august 27th the next week will be impact emergence uh impact wrestling does a lot of b-level pay-per-view shows on yeah. impact plus as part that's their streaming service um and emergence is the next one of that upcoming Now, for AEW, we already talked about all the shows, the Dynamites, the Collisions, what have you. Upcoming, AEW has, who, two pay-per-views in two weeks. I guess we're actually doing it, huh? Okay.
1: I don't want to think about it. Anyway.
0: Anyway, live on August 27th is All In in London at Wembley Stadium. A lot of fucking people are going to be there. Um then very next week will it will be all out in out on uh, september the 3rd in chicago uh, more on that as we get closer to both of those shows true now for the wwe to watch that weekly is raw 8 p.m eastern on usa network mm. on monday nights and friday night smackdown at 8 p.m eastern on fox um this is a, a they are sharing space with old with all out on Labor Day weekend as on September the second will be payback. Now, as of airing, SummerSlam hasn't even finished yet. But by the time this yeah, by, it, is, it is
1: SummerSlam's happening right now,
0: isn't it? Uh, I think it's tomorrow night. Pretty sure. Yes, oh. tomorrow night. Oh, okay. At SummerSlam. In SummerSlam as date of recording. At date of airing, it will already be over. So next up for the WWE, September 2nd, payback. Live Ooh. on Peacock.
1: Outstanding. Is that what we got? Is that yeah, is that it? Hey, that hey, you'll love to see it. Uh so yeah. So be sure to check all that out. We like to tell you guys all about this stuff. You know, it's not just like, you know. Shameless plugging from us for for especially for the noobs in the audience, you know. Again, keeping things accessible, we want to let you guys explore your options a little bit. So we like to tell you a little bit about this, how you can watch the normal shows, and we like to tell you guys about the pay per views too. Those can be a great jumping on point. Uh, you know, big storylines are are wrapping up. Big storylines are going to are getting started up. Uh, you're guaranteed to get some banger ass, you know, matches on there. Some iconic moments. Um, so again, we like to tell you guys all about that sort of stuff and keep you updated. And hey. Follow along with us on the Twitter. If you like listening to us ramble about wrestling for hours on end, you'll like it over on the Twitter. Our voices carry over pretty well, um, for better or for worse. Um, so come check us out over on that Twitter, at Pod. Of course, if you want to get in super direct, long-form contact with us, because you know Twitter's got that whole character limit thing, you can do so by emailing us at noobsandknockoutspod at gmail.com. That's noobs, the word and this time, knockoutspod at gmail.com. Dot com. Come say hi to us. Tell us what you think about the show. Request things you want to see us cover on the show. Uh, yell at us because our takes are stupid or our, our impressions are bad, or say that our takes are wonderful our, and our impressions are better than anyone else's, actually. Y- you know, we love to hear it. Start discourse with us. Just say hi. We love people saying hi. We would love to say hi back. Noobs and Knockouts Pod at gmail.com. And of course, finally, you can also find us on Patreon. We are also the Noobs and Knockouts pod- t- Podcast on Patreon. Whoo! Uh, for only $1 a month, that's one simple little dollar you do uh, You can uh, you can get some special early access to episodes and a shout-out at the end of each episode. A shout-out, as always, to friend of the show, uh, the sugar daddy, Kyle Smith, for hooking us up uh, and, and being our, our most dedicated, lovely patron. Enjoy your perks, buddy. We know you do. If you want to enjoy your perks along with our boy, Kyle, you can find us at Noobs and Knockouts Podcast on Patreon. The link for that, by the way, is in our Twitter.
3: See y'all next time. Hasta luego.